Catch Action Sports Jacks on CBS 47 and Fox 30. Now Action Sports Jacks is on your radio. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anna Jar and Levine Studios, here's your host, Brent Martineau. All right, here's the deal. The Jaguars picked up the options on Calais Campbell. Cody Davis, Lorente McRae did not pick up the option on Austin Safarian Jenkins. Woo! Glad I got that off my chest. I teased it yesterday and never got to it. It was a long wait for you. That was a pretty long tease on those people, man. And uh, you uh, you kind of received a little blowback there on, on social media a little bit, huh? I, I got hammered. I yeah. mean, and rightfully so, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I teased it before the last segment of the show yesterday, and I actually got hammered again today over on the TV side. Uh, my man Chris Wolf, who listens to the show, said, hey, you ne- I waited in my car, and you never man. told me. Now, we had already given the news, but I did tease I was going to give you the update again, and I didn't. So I apologize wholeheartedly. We had a lot going on. I was trying to get out on time. Those are excuses, Austin Lane. Those are excuses, Don't make excuses. Yep. But here's the deal. I'm just trying to live through Tim Tebow a little bit and not be judged by the outside world. Do what you got to do. But Kathy Fogelsonger was the best. (laughs) Like right after we went to break. I mean instantaneously. She's like, Brent, you suck. You never told oh, wow. the Jags news after teasing it. Kathy, that's pretty hey, aggressive. It's aggressive, but you're yeah. right. You're right. Hey, welcome in on a Tuesday. Brent Martin, <laughs> along with Austin Lane and uh, Justin Kuzart. I had I didn't even sleep last night hoping to get that news in. I, I wanted to go on a little <laughs> earlier so I could at least uh, get that to everybody. Well, and like the, the sad thing is, I mean, obviously a good co-host would have, you know, <laughs> brought it back up, and I completely forgot about it as well. So there's a lot um, happening here. I've got like so now I've got this. I'll take ten percent of the blame. So on my cheat sheet, one thing that I wanted to do, and I have one over here, but I sometimes don't look, right? And so we have all these platforms, and I want to make sure I share all the platforms at times. I got to mix them up a little bit. So the number, like nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one, we give that out a bunch. You're willing, you're uh, more than welcome to call in, but. Whether it's the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, uh, all these different things, the video platforms, I try to hit them so you can uh, know if, if you don't know about them. Oh, see, so wait, but, hey, hang but, on. So, so I got those have been written sheet. down the whole time? No, no, I just oh, did today. Okay. I was going to say. Well, no, there, there's another one over here, but they don't have all of them on it. So, okay. hey, we get cooking in the show, we get talking, and, and I forget about it sometimes, but. We also are going to give players tickets away, so I want to make sure I wrote that down. But look at my next one right there. What does it say? Deliver teases. <laughs> Deliver on teases. Yep. Hey, listen, man, I'm just getting better. Just trying to get better. We all are, Brent. We all are, man. How you doing? Uh, a little rainy today in Jacksonville. It's a little rainy. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm not mad at it. Obviously, the rain kind of sucks, but as far as the temperatures are concerned, uh, I'm all for, like, 60 degrees, man. I have no problem with that whatsoever, so... Uh, I'd rather have it be a little too cold than a little too hot. So as far as the weather is concerned, uh, I'm enjoying it. Hey, we got uh, more Jags news, by the way, today. Dom Capers, which we told you about. Somebody had asked us about uh, yeah. last week. Yeah, we kind of broke hey, it down was, a little bit. There were some rumors coming out of, I think it was a guy in Ohio uh, that had it, that Capers might be uh, coming here. And he's right. A week later, senior defensive assistant. My question to you is, what the heck does a senior defensive assistant do? Other than do you have to be called senior if you're over 65 because Dom's 68? <laughs> uh, that's a good point. I think it's that if you have your AARP card, uh, you qualify. <laughs> but listen, I mean, as far as the, the senior uh, assistant, I, I literally have no idea. I mean, obviously, when I played, we didn't have one of those. So my best guess 
would be he's just being brought in, you know, as a another pair of eyes for for that defense. Um, he might help in game planning. He might help, you know, breaking film down and whatnot. Um, but but as far as like you know being in the locker room and being being like in the meeting and stuff like that, you might see him a little bit. But I don't see him taking over the defense. Obviously, like no, I'm Todd Washington, a defensive guy. coordinator. Yeah. And it's interesting here, right? Because the Jags defense top five the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and they, they still were good last year on a lot of different levels. Not nearly the expectations that everybody had. Not really good in the uh, big play category from sacks to turnovers. But their scoring defense, their yardage, all that stuff was they were a good defense. Mm-hmm. So he walks into a good situation. And so I'm kind of wondering, okay, what's he going to tweak? What's he going to do? Todd Wash, who some people are critical of because he doesn't play enough press, uh, is is Dom Capers going to say, hey, you should play press more? Well, couldn't anybody do that? Like, couldn't yeah. Doug Marone do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't – is Todd Wash is on the younger side of things, I guess. I would put him on the younger side of coaching, but he's not a young coach. And no, so, but Capers has only 30 years. I think he has over 30 years of well, experience. Does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so, so you balance that out a little bit. Here's my big question, though. And I think we're going to ask this and we're going to discuss it. And I'd like to get everybody's thoughts on it. What you think? Not to say Dom Capers to me, it's a it's a reminder of the past because he was here under Coughlin. And in 1999, Jags had a really good defense and he was the engineer of it. He's been around some good defenses. He was out of coaching last year. I think the Packers are probably mixed on him, Packer fans, because he was just okay there. Or at least their defense was just okay there recently. So whatever your thoughts are on Capers, this isn't really about him. It's more about, I just said to you before the start of the show, we talk a lot, and, and I think football people talk a lot, how these players this day and age are hard to relate to for coaches. Mm-hmm. Harder, Maybe the hardest it's ever been uh, in, in terms of getting to them. Their star status is bigger than it's ever been. They've got a voice on social media and all these other way, things. They don't just say, okay, sir, okay, we'll do this, we'll do this. They, they seem to have an opinion. Antonio Brown's the perfect example of this right now. Uh, and, and there's a lot of strong personalities in that Jags locker room. But what we've seen is an NFL that goes to Sean McVay, Cliff Kingsbury, these younger coaches, and I think in a hope to not only because of their offensive minds, but to hope to relate to these players maybe even more so than the, with all due respect, the older mm-hmm. coaches. And it feels like it's interesting in Jacksonville because you have old-school mindsets. Mm-hmm. Tom Capers comes in. Doug Marone's an old-school guy. Tom Coughlin, obviously an old-school guy. My question is, are the Jags going the wrong way in this? So a big thing with Dom Capers, too, and obviously being from Wisconsin, I have a lot of friends who are Packer fans, so I hear about it all the time when he used to coach there. Uh, with Capers, you know, he's considered more of a, I guess, a, secondary coach than he would be uh, um, like a defensive line coach he, he he's more burst than secondary yeah that's his concentration that, yeah. that's his concentration and um you Although know he's been around at all now no so. he has for sure but the Green Bay Packers they had two great players and obviously Casey Hayward who you've heard of with the Chargers now I mean he yeah. was drafted by the Green Bay Packers uh out of Vanderbilt we have we have the same agent so I've, I've talked to Casey a couple times and he just didn't really fit in with Green Bay in capers and then obviously another guy too is Micah Hyde, you know, who uh, who's playing for the Bills right now, actually graded out as uh, at an 80 on uh, ProFootballFocus.com. Take it for what you want to take with ProFootballFocus.com. But an 80 yeah. is, a, is a pretty solid player. So those are two guys that were in Green Bay under that Capers system that just didn't really fit in well. And obviously, too, the thing with, uh, with Capers is the fact that Clay Matthews, you know, there was always a debate where, listen, you, you have the you have the, the most um, – you have the sack leader in, in, in franchise history, Clay Matthews, playing middle linebacker. 
that kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way as well. So when it comes to capers, you know, there, there is some good, there is some bad from a scheming standpoint, which I think he'll do. Keep in mind, too, he did have some problems against San Francisco when they ran the option. Uh, I think it was in the, the divisional uh, playoffs against San Francisco. Colin Kaepernick had 181 yards out of that option, uh, and Green Bay wasn't ready for it. So from a you know from from a scouting perspective, from a from schematic, a film perspective, yeah. yeah, schematic, it's not good. Yeah. But, so well, I mean, there's you're gonna if you're in 30 years, you're gonna have ups and downs and mixed reviews. You are, and again, yeah. this guy, my, my point, I tweeted today right after. I was like, listen, we'll talk about Dom Capers impact in December on this team if the players play better. Mm-hmm. This team didn't do well yet last year or as good because the players didn't play as well. It's as simple as that. I don't we we spend way too much talking about coaching and not enough time blaming players for not either being in the right mindset, not being healthy enough or just not doing their jobs. And it, it it's almost to a point where it's like okay, I get it, coaching matters. This is important, but we go like 90% on coaches and other people rather than the players, I think. I feel like in True. in in the world of judging football, uh fans and and everybody. So it's the easy scapegoat as always coaches. And so, like I said, I don't really think – I'm not sure where his impact's going to lie. But if they do well, he'll get some credit. He came in and helped out, and they maybe maybe their numbers show they pressed 3% more than they did in 2018. I have no idea. We'll find we'll find that out. Well, hey. we also have to set the record straight now, too. I don't think he's trying to come in here and take over as D.C. Because if you want to do that, you can went to Cincinnati right now and – probably been the dc there because yeah. i think they're still looking for one yeah. so yeah. um i don't think he's really coming here to try to you know shake things up and, and a maybe football get a last job. year he wants to hang yeah. around yeah i mean that's what he wants to do and, and, and it can help i'm not saying it can't help but my question is are the jags going the opposite direction in terms of not enough young blood in jacksonville is that a fair question is, it, is that fair right now to relate to players today or the rest of the league looks like they're going younger don't give me bill belichick in this conversation the patriots don't qualify in any conversation i would pay money to see don capers and Jalen ramsey have their own reality tv show <laughs> just wanted to put that out there right now also transition uh, the franchise tag transition tag all the tag stuff tag you're it what about nick Foles? are we about to learn more about the jags and nick Foles relationship over the next couple of weeks I say yes. That's next on ESPN 690. Check this one off the box. Reminder to self. Self, share the fact that everybody listening in Jacksonville right now at ESPN 690 can win some players' championship tickets. How's that? You can. To the captain's club at the players' championship. All you have to do is go to the new ESPN690.com and you can win. Simple as that. Check it out. We've got a new website up, ESPN690.com, and uh, you can see it. And you can win it to the Players' Championship, which is now 21 days away. Brent Martin along with Austin Lane. Coos. All right, Coos. What up? Riddle me this. I was at Daytona the other day, and I saw a guy wearing Wawa shorts. Yes. And now I look across the way and I see you, and you are in a Wawa sweatshirt. I was going to be honest. Is that from the store? Yeah. Did I, did I, was, I miss like a free was, giveaway here or what? I was at one point sponsored by Wawa. 
for the other station that I worked for. So at, at like WAP. Yeah, you're allowed to say what station uh, it is. A, you can at, plug it. At WAP, it's, it's ours. Was, we, bo- we own it. We are. We are. Yeah. I was I was sponsored for like two weeks when they first opened the one right down the street here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I I got this. I had a shirt. I got like a co- like two or three coffee cups. I had two little stuffed animal smoothie dudes that say Wawa on them. So, but here's the thing. Wawa's from Philly. Like when they sent out an email like, hey, they're interested in in a sponsor. I was like, I will fight everyone for this. Like, <laughs> do not of take us from and me. Sponsorships. I saw Coos had some ESPN 690 wait, wait. sway. We're gonna get to that. Okay. But I got to stay on Wawa for a second because you said two weeks. Did they dump you that quickly? I mean, or, it was just a two weeks thing. Are you yeah. sure? A two weeks thing. That's not standard. Good. Yeah. I mean, it was a two week thing, like the opening, the grand opening, and then they yeah. were. Then they, they we had, want Wawa back. That's what I'm saying. It's right man. down the road. Here's Delicious the thing. Subs too. It was, when we moved here, because, you know, we used to be, you know, down South the street Point, yeah. a little bit more. When we moved here and I saw Wawa was down the street, I was like, this is, this is going to be a problem. I've got to be honest with you. I've never been, I had never gone to a Wawa. Uh, actually, I'm lying to you. I think they had one in Orlando, so I think I had gone yeah, one time. Yeah, they do. And now they have this one right down the road, and you're, and you're right. The, like I'm a big coffee guy. Yeah. Like the coffee, and it was like a dollar during the holidays, which okay. was awesome. And and hoagie fest the hoagie, too. This, oh. it, it's good. It really is good. So we need to uh, take a field trip to that. Was it Busy Bee that you're talking about? Yes. Yes. The, I mean, the, where's the, that one? Down that's in Live Oak. I'm just saying the way you talked to Busy Bee, it's like the Six Flags of gas stations. No, it is. It's real deal. Here, see, You'll see, be excited. The Philly and me is mad. You just called Wawa a gas station. Say what? The Philly in me is just, is mad that you made the connection that Wawa is a gas station because well, Wawa started I mean, as not a gas station. They just realized they okay. could add. What would you call Wawa? Like a convenience like a de- store? A convenience store. A deli- it's like a Seven Eleven before the Seven Eleven had gas yeah. stations. Like that's, I'm just saying, if you yeah. call it a convenience store, would they be? Would that not hurt their feelings? A convenience as store. Much fine, as a gas can, station. It, it was more like you went there to get sandwiches. Watch you know, me go like to Philly deli. and call it a gas station as soon as I step foot in that city. Oh, yeah. they'll be so upset with you. Rock you, you. Bring it on. I'm, I'm not There's worried There's still about some, it. like back home where I live. There's still some that don't have gas stations. They're just, you know, a convenience store. Convenience store. All right. And they have good shakes, too, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, they do. See that? I'm back on Wawa. Let's yeah. see. we got to work on that. It's a great gas station. <laughs> but I'm seriously... <laughs> I saw a guy in Daytona with shorts on that said Wawa, and now I see in two days I've Wawa seen clothing merch. apparel on Wawa. It's it's odd to me. Uh, I mean, I'm not mad at the logo. Are there seagulls on there? What is that? It's a Wawa. No, but like the, the birds. Isn't there like a bird? The bird is a Wawa. Oh, I had no, I see, I see, had no come idea. On. Oh, is that the name of a bird? I think it's a, kind of like a goose. I, I've never Are those actually. Big in Philly? Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. Seriously. I mean, there are a lot of geese in Philly and, and Philadelphia in general, so. Um, possibly. Uh, Interesting. All right. That's uh, well, I'm learning something new. I did not <laughs> yeah. know that was an actual like bird or goose or yeah. Whatever. I, it's, it's, it looks like a goose. Like right. I, yeah, I'd call Wait, it. A goose. Look, are you looking that up? I'm looking it up right now. Thank you. All right. Let's get back to some football talk. Nick Foles. Nick Foles is going to be a free man or tagged by the Philadelphia Eagles. Doesn't really matter, does it? Oh, yeah, it does. Why does it matter? Oh, I think it's a huge difference. Uh, now, Nick Foles might not care because he's going to get paid either way. That, that, that's where I was coming from. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I here's what I think. I don't believe – I think if the Eagles tag Foles, the Jags aren't interested. Really? I don't think they're interested in giving up a pick for him and then paying the 20-whatever. Now, you can restructure all that stuff. I understand. Mm-hmm. But now and, – and how am I going to hedge that a little? 
if you're talking about a set, what people are talking about is like a third round pick. Jags are, I don't believe the Jaguars are giving up a third round pick for Nick Foles and then going to pay him $25 million. I don't think it happens. So that's why I think the next two weeks are critical. If he gets tagged, I think the, in my opinion, the Jags chances of getting Nick Foles increasingly drop like big time drop if they tag him. Because you don't see them giving up a third round pick. Because then him. you have to trade to get them, and and I think but if I'm the saying, cost is going to be a third round pick, they have two of them. Yeah. But I don't think the Jags are giving up a third round pick for Nick Foles and then paying them, which which they well, would feel is overpaying him for the price they're going to have to pay anyway. Well, let's be honest though, he's going to get paid regardless. So let's throw the the pay thing out. But you're saying the third round pick is going to be the decider? Yeah. I do. Brent, they spent a fifth round pick on Carlos Hyde, and how'd that turn out? Yeah. Um. Not good, but yeah. there was a plan in place for it to work better. He was just no, a, he, sure. he, he seemingly but is they're a just throwing out, jackass you know, and fifth round picks like it was nothing. So, I mean, as far as a third round pick, if that's what it takes to get him, I, I, I see the Jaguars doing I don't doing see the that. Jags doing it. I guess we disagree on this one. We do. Yeah. Hot take. Uh, I, I think it's going to be, I think it, it's a, um, it's a roadblock. Well, if I'm the Eagles, it's kind of a big risk to do that tag because, the market right now, and we talked about how many times, where there's not a lot of teams in need of a, of a Nick Foles right now, or that they're going to spend on him. So, if you're the Eagles, you're really taking that risk with that with that take. Well, they're taking a huge risk. They're, after 25 million dollars, they're going to pay the guy mm-hmm. if nobody bids on him. And again, you can you can make the case for Miami, Washington, the New York Giants, the Jags to all not touch Nick Foles, even if he was a free man. That wouldn't make as much sense. But mm-hmm. I'm saying from a bidding standpoint, this goes two different ways. I argued when Denver, again, got uh, Flacco that you took one guy off the table that was a big name. So I thought Foles' price may have gone up. Some people disagree with me totally on that. And it just depends where you fall. It all depends on how many teams are calling. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's who's knocking on the door? And uh, my guess is the Ravens tried to get more teams involved for Flacco. But his price tag's about $7 million cheaper in 2019. And Denver said, you know what? We'll take that option. We'll give up an extra, I think they said an extra fourth-round pick that they had. Mm-hmm. Where if, if, say, that same deal was flowed to the Jags, I don't think the Jags were giving up a fourth-round pick for him. I think they might have said, we'll give you up a seventh. But that's it. Mm-hmm. Just to get the $18 million. I think it's going to be the same way. I think if they get in a bidding war, the Dolphins or the Redskins or the Giants would have to give up a pick and then get Foles. And so I, I could see that being a very risky move for Philadelphia. We all agree it's a risky move for Philadelphia because if you get stuck, you get stuck with a $25 million backup quarterback. And the conversation, by the way, doesn't end in Philly either because there's always been this conversation. Well, he won a Super Bowl. Then he got hot this year. What about Carson Wentz? That's not a great situation for Wentz and the Eagles to be in and Doug Peterson to be in. So they they just don't want to put themselves in that position. So what's happening right now? Well, they're probably illegally tampering with teams and saying, <laughs> yeah. and saying, hey, any interest? Any That's what happens next week at the Combine, right? Any yep. interest? Mm-hmm. And they have two weeks to make their mind up by March 5th. But I would say this ends with no tag for Nick Foles. Agreed. And I just I don't see them, even if it was a third-round pick, trying to make a deal with the Giants or Redskins. I think the Giants are off the table. I think if the Giants go in a quarterback direction, it'll be in the draft with Haskins, obviously. That's what I think, if they even do, do go, go for a quarterback. But with the Redskins, obviously the Redskins are intriguing because they don't really have a quarterback right now. Uh, Alex Smith isn't coming back. And, and you know, we talked to a few people, and they said it's not a big deal if the Eagles were to trade if they'd done it before with Donovan McNabb and whatnot. 
I disagree, though. Yeah. I, uh, I they don't like, want to do that. No, they don't want to do that because, say, Foles goes to Washington and he just starts balling out. Well, then that makes the Eagles look bad because you kept Carson Wentz and Foles is playing better you know, in the same division. So I don't see the Eagles trying to deal within the division, yeah. which is going to – so then if you take the Giants and Redskins out of it, well, then you got like two more teams. So – I think they're gonna. I don't. I I don't see them taking Foles. I really don't. Yeah, it doesn't look like yeah. it. They have again two weeks. Today's a day where you can start tagging people, and uh, you get two weeks to do it, and we'll see where it ends up. But I do think in these two weeks we'll have a better understanding of where the Jags sit. And again, if you want Nick Foles to Jacksonville, I think you're rooting for him not to get tagged. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Now you didn't necessarily agree with that, and that's that's fair. But. I don't think the Jags are trading away a pick to get Nick Foles. I don't. I, I think there's going. There's always a threshold, people. I mean, look, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado have had a hard time getting signed, <laughs> right? Well, there's a threshold that you're only so willing to go, and yeah. the Jags have a number on this, and they say, listen, we'll pay him $20 million, but we might not pay him $23 million, and we sure as hell don't want to give up a pick included in $23 million or $22 million or $20 million. So wherever they sit on that uh, – I think it, there's a big impact on, on getting Nick Foles or not in the next couple of weeks as we see this countdown to whether they tag him or not. So then say the Jaguars don't want to give up that third-round pick. Um, and I've heard like a second-round pick as well, which I think is ludicrous. But, you know, that was a, that was a, that's been out there in the airwaves as well. So say the Jaguars say, no, nah, we're all good with, with Nick Foles. Somebody else can have him. Well, then what are we going to do here? I mean, are we going to try to get – got to almost get Haskins then, correct? Well, then you go to – that's a question I want to ask everybody too out there. I was thinking of this coming in. We 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 all tend to agree – I'm blanket state statement here. But we all tend to agree that if the Jags get Nick Foles, then you don't have to go young quarterback. In fact, most people would say no young quarterback at number seven because that's the quarterback of at least your immediate future. Mm -hmm. You can hold off until 2020 where there's a deeper draft. You can hold off till hopefully 2026 because Nick Foles does well, right? We're all in agreement. Yeah, so there. If, if you get Foles, maybe get like a quarterback in the third or fourth round if someone's it, there. Sure. But exactly. Sure. But start you, grooming a guy. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe with that second, third pick, right? That yep. third round pick. But what we also all agree on, at least I feel like we do. But I think I might be wrong on. Is there another veteran quarterback on the market that you would say we're good at number seven with the QB? See, my whole thing is they're going after Teddy. I think they end up with a Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. is what I've said. Yeah. And they still get Haskins because it's a total bridge move. It is. Meaning. You spent ten, twelve million dollars on Teddy Bridgewater for a couple of years, and you could probably get out from underneath it after one year. And if he plays well and does better than the rookie that you bring in, fine, you have him. If he doesn't, well, then you have the rookie and you hand the reins to the rookie. But is there any quarterback on the free agent market that you would feel comfortable with saying, uh, again, with the exception of Foles, that you would feel comfortable saying, we're good, we don't need QB in the first round. Besides Foles, that's it. There's, there's nobody else. Um, Teddy, there's too many question marks. And uh, I get some people's theory, well, it's kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo had that one good season, and then uh, he got traded to San Francisco. Teddy's been out a couple of years, and, and we haven't seen a lot of film on him the last couple of years. We don't know what he's capable of. I mean, even the, the Pro Bowl year that he had uh, in Minnesota, it wasn't like his numbers were really that staggering. 
I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was his accuracy was good, and he was accuracy more. Was he decent. wasn't asked to do a, like a ton, yeah, but he did what he was asked to do pretty well. But what about I, Tannehill? No, I don't, I don't think so. You're moving on, and you get the Dude, young guy too. Hey, and let's be honest. I mean, ideally, what could happen too is you go after the young guy in the first round, have him be the starter, and bring in someone like Brian Fitzpatrick and just be a backup, and for what, cheaper, yeah, for a lot cheaper. Because hey, the thing with Fitzpatrick is he's been known to have some pretty good games as a backup, so. I don't know. Jack's Dan just uh, <laughs> chimes in. I'm going to share it with you. He, he has a complete opposite take. Isn't that the beauty of this thing with Foles? I think that's the magic of this offseason, this next month right now for the Jags. I think there's several ways to look at this thing, and we all may vary in opinions, at least we do, on a couple of fronts. That's next on ESPN 690. Look at the magic whiteboard. What does it say? Oh. Hey, Louisiana. Show Alistair Black a little respect. So, Raw was in Louisiana last night. More specifically, uh, it was in, I think, Shreveport? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was in Lafayette. 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 Not my and, old um, stomping grounds of Alexandria, yeah. huh? Yeah, exactly. And it was in Alexandria, but uh, the crowd was horrible. I'm not sure if they're still into the the whole Saints thing where they got screwed over. Oh, the crowd was bad? Oh, the crowd was horrible, yeah. So, actually, they debuted about like three or four new wrestlers last night, and one of them was Aleister Black, who I'm a big fan of, and nobody gave a damn. Really? So it was uh it was frustrating to watch. I watched I saw the TV ratings on uh, Raw last night. I'm interested now, so it? I start looking. And oh. yeah, I was like, it was, it was okay, like for... Along the cable platforms. Rossi almost broke her neck last night trying to dive off the turnbuckle. She botched it really bad, and uh, it was almost game over. Really? Yeah. Thank God she recovered at the last second, but it was uh, it was gnarly. That would have been nasty. Yeah, not good. And bad. Yep. That's an art now. It is an art. All right. Uh, a couple of news and notes, too, to tell you about. If you, if you didn't know, uh, Florida State was supposed to be in town playing baseball against Jacksonville University tonight. They canceled that game instead of having the Knowles come over with the inclement weather. Love the word inclement. Did you always love the word inclement when the principal would come on the loudspeaker? Yeah. And, like, I hated it, really, because it was usually canceling baseball practice. Yep. But he'd say, uh, all all school activities are postponed due to inclement weather. Good point. They always use the word inclement. I never thought about that until now. But, yeah, I think our principal did the same thing. And usually, if I was playing football or I played a season of baseball, I would be pretty ticked off as well because it means you can't go have fun. Well, up there, it happened quite a bit around this time of year. Um, But uh, they're they're canceling the game because this rain Well, no, but what I was saying is it's a smart move on their part because it's forecasted. they got to drive over from Tallahassee. It's a three-hour drive to get rained out. It's silly if the forecast looks better tomorrow. They had an open date tomorrow. Oh, okay. See, I didn't have to... Push a bunch of games. Okay, I got you. We're all yeah. good then. I mean, I it's, tr- it's a tricky part this time of year about uh, baseball and softball and the outside sports um, because because of the weather and the travel. A lot of uh, midweek games for the baseball teams. Mm-hmm. They'll go to UCF or USF or you know Tallahassee, Gainesville. They're not they're not long drives, but they're also not just down the road. Well, what are they doing up north right now? Because there's snow everywhere. So how do those colleges handle? They're stuff? all down here. They just, okay. I Most of you. the teams take a spring trip. Like we used to take a spring trip to Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. Every every year for a week or ten days, and now a lot of teams will go to Texas mm-hmm. or even uh, Arizona. Um, so it kind of depends on which part of the country you are in. But uh, yeah. in Florida, there's still a lot of people. College baseball down. season already. It's crazy. Yeah, it's well, I, good start over the weekend for UNF and for uh, Florida and Florida State. Uh, JU struggled 0 and 3. We had Ooh. Coach Chris Hayes on mm-hmm. uh, Indiana State come in and swept them. So they obviously didn't play well or up to their standard. 
uh, over the weekend. But anyway, that game moved to tomorrow at 6 o'clock. So think about this at JU. Florida softball is going to be at JU tomorrow, which Florida's best program or one of mm-hmm. in the country. Florida State baseball will be at JU. And a River City Rumble tomorrow. JU oh, yeah, and UNF. Yeah, yeah. So you got a lot going on on campus at Jacksonville University tomorrow. Are you calling that game tomorrow or not? No, I don't call the one on the road. Okay. Only if it's at UNF. Gotcha. Uh, but okay. I do plan to be there. So uh, cool. Anyway, busy day at JU. All right. Uh, we left... In the last segment, by the way, I think in the in my esophagus yeah. or lungs yeah. or wherever is all this pollen that's being washed away. Yeah, I like I can hardly breathe. Well, I'm, I'm sure your body is trying to fight the fact that it hasn't had caffeine like it's used to having, unless you did have like ten coffees today. Nope, you haven't told nope. me. Yeah, I'm still uh, two, two. Uh, that's that's good. And yesterday, I ended up having one like late, later, so I was yeah. a three-coffee day yesterday. Three-coffee day, okay. And so I'm on pace to do about the same. Yeah. Got a little yoga in today, too, just to let you know. Okay. Um, there you go. I'm two for two on the new uh, new thing. All right, so Dan says he actually thinks it's the opposite. He, think, he thinks if they tag Foles, that means they know they have a trade partner. And so they wouldn't tag him irresponsibly, but they know. And, and I understand that part of it, uh, Jax Dan says. I get it. I, I do agree with that. I think if they do tag them, they're not going to tag them with knowing nobody. But here's the deal with trade partners that can always fall through, number one. So it's still a risk. Mm-hmm. But I get what you're saying. That means there's enough interest to say, hey, we'll trade a sixth or a seventh or a fourth or a third. And there's enough out there to at least say, and then you can maybe control and get more and play the two against each other. Understand the team then though owns the control. So I get it. I, I don't think that's a crazy thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want to trade to Washington or New York, uh, says Dan. And so it would be down to Jacksonville and Miami, given if it's those four teams. And again, I think we're all assuming those are the only four teams that might be interested in Foles. Mm-hmm. Heck, there might not be four teams interested in Foles. I mean, the, ja- the Jacksonville Jaguars are the only team that slam dunk makes complete sense. For Nick Foles. Miami has said, hey, we might get a young guy and start rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Right? They said, we might not want to pay a guy 20-something million this year. Washington, a lot of money on the books. How do they see this thing shaking out? Do they go young instead of getting another veteran quarterback in? And the Giants have Eli Manning. I mean, do, are they going to draft young Haskins, mm-hmm. keep Eli, instead of go pay Foles and go that route and cut Eli and all those things. So really, the old, Jacksonville still, that's why Jacksonville, I don't know what the odds are in Vegas, but that's why the Jags are the favorites to get Foles because there's no nothing like that blocking them. Yeah. They, there's, there's, they want to win now, and they need a quarterback. And well, the smartest move might be to get Foles rather than take a chance at a young quarterback. So you add all those things up, and Foles makes sense. And looking into it, too, and by the way, that guy on Twitter kind of made a pretty good point that they're probably in talks with some teams right now. But they can also, you know, there's three different types of tags that they can use. They can use the exclusive tag, they can use the non-exclusive tag, and they can use the transition tag. Yeah. And now what does that basically mean? The well, non-exclusive is the one they'll use. Yeah, exactly. Because the exclusive one, it says that Foles can talk to other teams and whatnot and kind of make his own, you know, say where he wants to go so it'll probably be the non-exclusive tag for sure yeah and that way the team has some control and then there's also stuff that i read somewhere today that it's actually illegal but nobody they they do it anyway but it's illegal to franchise guy and trade him like it's i I don't know if that was correct yeah but no they said it's happened before that like the league really doesn't it doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. So the just, so the league doesn't really say much or do much about it if, if kind it of goes through. Under, underneath the rug. I, and I, I don't know how true this was, but I was like, that, that's how confusing some of this stuff gets. Yeah. 
Um, and and maybe that's true. And maybe this is such just a bluff by Philly. And and in terms of the tag stuff, uh, we will see. It's a good bluff by Philly to see if people start calling you and inquire and say, hey, uh, if you do do that, we want to trade. It's true. a good bluff. It doesn't hurt Philly to bluff. They have two weeks to figure it out. But that's the thing with bluffing, though. I mean, if they do tag them, they don't get a lot of interest. They might be kind of screwed. So yeah, they could be. There's a problem with bluffing sometimes. How about the next thing? Antonio Brown, my guy. Your guy. My guy's off the him. rails. He's off the rails. I mean, I, this has to affect how you feel about Antonio Brown right now coming to the Jaguars. I said right? that a little bit yesterday, yeah, right? I said, I was like, oh, gosh, you're starting to make me hedge a little bit, A.B. I mean, I, I wait. Now I can't call him the A.B. I got to call him something. What do I, the chest man? The what? What is it? The best <sighs> let, chest? Or Let me, Mr. Ch- yeah, let, let me go and look that up quick and I'll, I'll get back to this you. This guy's out of his mind right now. Yeah. Uh, he did recently tweet, if you missed it, that um, he met with the Roonies and, and this is a divorce happening. Both mm-hmm. sides agree. Uh, he said it was a good meeting, but now he's definitely going somewhere else. And listen, if I'm using a pick, I, I still think he said on the treadmill yesterday on his Instagram post that he doesn't want to go to a team that doesn't have good camaraderie, is not very good, and blah, 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 blah. And I, you kind of like, oh, well, he doesn't want to come. You know, what does he view as good camaraderie, problems in the locker room? Mm-hmm. Jags are just coming off a of 5-11, and 11, aren't good, aren't ready to win. 5-11, and 11, had problems in the locker room. Doesn't seem like Antonio Brown would want to come here based on what he said. But Antonio Brown's saying so much stuff right now. It's like somebody reeled this dude in. Yeah, like, hey, we get it. You're not going to be on the Steelers next year. You've said enough. Like, just chill out a little bit, man. And by the way, he wants to be known as Mr. Big Chest. Uh which I will not be calling you, sorry. Oh, it's Mr. Big Chest. It's Mr. Big Chest. If you would call me that, I'd appreciate it. I'm not going to call you that either, Brenda. I mean, I feel like you have to earn that title. And uh, you and Antonio um, don't really have the biggest of chests, <laughs> I feel like. So, no, no I'm not going to call you Metcalf. Mr. Big Chest. Yeah, <laughs> Metcalf exactly. Gets that. Yeah, Metcalf definitely gets that. Um, so, it, now we get into this t- part of it. And later in the show, we're going to say, because now there's all this Odell Beckham Jr. stuff. And he's another one. Who would you rather have, Odell Beckham Jr. or Antonio Brown? If you were going to make a play for a guy and, yeah. and go all in on someone, um, and not, I, I think all the Odell Beckham Jr. stuff is real speculation. I think he's on the Giants. I mean, they just signed him, and I'd be surprised. Like the the A B stuff is real. I mm-hmm. mean, he's going to be somewhere else. The Beckham stuff is, who knows. But later in the show, we'll say, who would you rather have if you could make a play and it was somewhat equal? For me, it's obvious. Would you make a play for Brown or Odell Beckham Jr.? We'll see. Hey, we got some more players' tickets to give away. Get us, uh, get on the line, 362-9901 if you wish, ESPN690.com as well. We're going to have a lot more football talk on the way. A little driving edition next. Kuz is going to chime in on ESPN690. Sports Jacks with Brent Martineau on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Hey, a lot more football talk to uh, come. Kai Forbath, by the way, Jaguars kicker who was backing up an injured Josh Lambeau at the end of 2018 has been released. No surprise there. Lambeau just signed a uh, four-year deal, four-year extension worth over $15 million. But the Jags make that move. They also announced their season ticket renewal campaign today. And 25th anniversary of the Jags, that will be a big deal. 2.4% ticket increase 
by average. Now, they do have this loyalty program where if you already have tickets and depending on where you're sitting, they don't go up. So depends how you feel about it. Last year was a pretty good-sized hike in season tickets. Jags told a, sold a ton of season tickets coming off that big 2017 year. And this year, well, might have to work a little bit harder for it considering the fact 5-11. Uh, and 11. But they do have two things going in their favor. One, the 25th anniversary, there will be some buzz around that being a part of the Jags, which is good. And the second part of it is they'll most likely have, what, a new quarterback. And so mm-hmm. new coaches, new quarterback usually bring people to uh, to get excited about your football team. I was like, me and my girlfriend were actually talking about potentially getting season tickets this year. They're not they're not horrible. Like, I was looking at the price. They had that, like, graphic on the yeah. page. I was like, ah, that's not – some of these aren't, like, that bad, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, we sit in Section 203. Um, well, I don't really. I sit in the press box, and then yeah. I'll come down. But we get four tickets. The kids have gone, and, and my wife, and um, – you know, I, I mean, it's been great. I mean, they they love going. They they don't they are not to the point. I understand some people to the point that have done it for twenty twenty five years, and there's been a lot of losing over the last decade. I think we're going on year four or five, right. and my kids don't say I don't want to go because they might lose or I think they're going to get blown out or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just like go, like going. I mean, Ty especially and Steph likes going. My wife likes going to the games. So it's a cool atmosphere. It's fun, and and we're in two o three. There, I think we got in. Wasn't there a couple of years ago there was like a $30 plan or something like that for yeah. a ticket? Uh, that might have been the plan we got in under. Uh, but, yeah, there are re- you can pay a lot of money for tickets some places in that stadium, but there are a lot of reasonably priced tickets and they're in that not, stadium. And they're in good spots, too. That's what I was looking at. It's not like the worst locations. And, like, we love going to, like, the Bud Zone and just hanging out in that area and even watching the games from up there. That's what we did for the uh, the playoff game against the Bills. I, I do believe – I walk around a lot of times. I try to get uh, out to some different spots in the stadium and, and kind of soak it in and see what's going on. I think the Jags have done a really good job with their game day experience. It, now, listen, it's more fun when you win, and that helps the game day experience. I think they've done a fantastic job. I always I always have thought that, um, and you've seen them increase it. You've seen different things. They try different things, and I think they're going to continue to do that. As we, as we see Lot J get built up uh, maybe later this year or early next year, I think those that atmosphere, the other things that they have around the game will also uh, continue to develop as downtown develops. And that was interesting about the release. It says at this time, there will be no parking changes, but they put at this time. And that was a critical part of that, because Mm -hmm. as they build up Lot J, where do they put the parking? And that's one of the sticking points right now is uh, my understanding of it is they're going to have to build like a 30 million dollar or 40 million dollar parking garage uh, to accommodate and, uh, you know, when do they do that? How do they do that? Whose money is that? Mm-hmm. That's things they have to still figure out. But that Lot J deal is getting done, it looks like, and uh, sooner rather than later. be pretty interesting. So season tickets uh, for the Jags. Also uh, released a kicker, Dom Capers News, uh, as the senior defensive uh, assistant and uh, at 68 years old. And, again, I, I have two things out there um, if you want to talk some Jags over the next couple of hours and that is, well, really, there's three things. One is capers. Are the Jags getting going older when the rest of the league is going younger? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, and and again, capers role. Be careful to overstate the role, but it seems like all, a lot of these other teams have gone young, young, young. And the Jags obviously have Tom Coughlin, uh, Doug Marone. I, I wouldn't call him an old guy. I'm just saying old school. Uh, and capers 
are they going the other way? Does that make it harder to relate to these personalities they have in the locker room and the players interested on the thoughts there? Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham Jr.? If you could have either one, which one would you take? That's out there, and uh, you can chime in 362-9901 and all the social media channels as well. Did want to talk a little bit of hoops. Coming off the uh, All-Star Weekend, where is the NBA headed in the second half? Is LeBron James in the, going to miss the postseason after all these years in the finals? Is he not even going to make it to the playoffs? So Vegas has him favored right now not to make the playoffs, which is interesting, I thought. Kuz, your thoughts? I've been doing a basketball dish. I've been doing a basketball podcast for five years, and I think three of those years I was betting against LeBron James, and the one thing I've learned is don't do that. Don't ever bet against LeBron James. What do they have to do, though, to kind of rally in the I mean, you know, making the playoffs is what are they out? It's not a huge amount, but uh, you can make. There's plenty of games to catch up. You get cooking a little bit. You have a good couple of weeks. I guess at this stage, it is just can you make the playoffs? But we absolutely know they're not going to be a major factor in the postseason. I think that's almost a given. Yeah, right now uh, they got 28 wins. The Clippers are in eighth, so that last little playoff spot right there at 32. So they're not far off. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you have a good couple of weeks. You. You're right there. Yeah, good few weeks, and and you know it's it, a lot of it's going to be on LeBron James. Like I was just saying, is is it's going to be on him. And uh, if it's one thing I've learned is don't bet against him to just suddenly come out of nowhere. He he's very big on when he was with the Cavs and when he was with other teams, you know, playing for the playoffs. Where like you never see the full LeBron when he realizes it's still okay, but then when he knows, like, hey, that window's shutting, yeah. he'll turn it on. Well, he knows how to pace himself. Yeah, exactly. You he's know? pacing himself. He's learned, he's, even within a playoff postseason, he knows how to pace himself into the finals and yep. knows where he's, you know, there's a sense of that. He's got a great understanding of that, and as many minutes as that guy plays, as many games as he's played over his career, that's an important thing to know. And the thing worth mentioning this year, though, is, you know, he has had that that injury and that's kind of abnormal for LeBron. And so everyone's starting to be like, well, his age finally catching up with him because that was a big thing with him. His, you know, his age never seemed to really show. So they're wondering if now it's starting to, it's starting to show through. And if, you know, maybe, maybe this is the year we see him slump a little. I think it's more Murphy's law. I mean, eventually you play long enough in the NBA, you're going to get hurt and you're going to pull a groin or you're going to, you know, all those finals appearances, that's like playing extra seasons, essentially. And that's why the Warriors doing this is still so amazing to me, even though you've got these players. Like, you know, how many – you calculate all those games together, it's got to be like almost an entire other season that they're playing when everyone else is resting and getting ready for the next year. Kuz, the question I have for you, the Indiana Pacers, they lose Oladipo for the season. They're in third right now in the Eastern Conference, and they're still winning games without him. The Pacers, can, they sustain, man, can, can they sustain this type of, you know, this type of play and whatnot? They got the guys to do it. And that's what, what the, one of the biggest things we bring up on the podcast is the tragedy that Oladipo going down is then you would have had, you know, the Bucks, Raptors, Pacers, Celtics and Sixers, all teams that are like, you could make a legit argument that these guys should go to the finals this year. And it would have been such an exciting and it still will be. But it would have that right there would have made the East playoffs like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. Magic are even having a little fun. There, Jonathan uh, Isaac starting to show through a little bit there. Former we were talking Florida about State him. Guy, yeah. mm-hmm. Five-game winning streak for the Magic right now. And, and it, I don't want to say it's it's a good thing because you never want to say an injury is a good thing, but Mo Bamba getting hurt has given Isaac more minutes, and I think that's really starting to let him shine through, and, and they're showing that patience is uh, you know working. One thing I want to ask you about uh, coming off that weekend is Adam Silver. 
and the commissioner. Who again? I mean, am I, I'm not alone, right? I mean, who? No, everybody boos the commissioner. And the NBA, the guy's like a rock star. Oh, they love Stern. Stern got booed right back in the day what? when he Stern when he was the uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Stern got booed. Yeah. Obviously, Goodell gets booed, yeah, and the yeah. and the what's his name in hockey uh, always gets. Mm-hmm. It, really, he started it. <laughs> the hockey <laughs> commissioner. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's. I saw the uniform thing, like the smart uniform deal. Uh, that was I, I really uh, see. I I like the idea though. Like if you could make a no. generic white shirt that you have an app and you can pay for different players and stuff, and you just press it, and then all of a sudden it's you know a, a Kyrie Irving shirt, or you can flip it. Although it takes bandwagoning to yeah, a whole other level. It's going to be just bandwagoning off the charts, and that's the last thing you don't in like sports needs. I hate it. I, th- I think it's the dumbest thing ever. See, this is this is where you're. You just said something that's not right, though. What's that? Sports needs bandwagoning. Yeah, the, the sports needs bandwagoning, but we don't need fans to be hardcore bandwagoners and put us <laughs> like put it in our faces. Why not? Because what? it's 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 the dumb. Do mean, you remember the old jerseys that were like it was like their away and their home jersey in the same one? So you like flipped it inside out. Like I had an Iverson one that was like that when I was younger, where it was the white. Sixers Iverson shirt, and then on the inside it was the black like alternative uh, alternative jerseys. Well, at least that it's had. still Iverson. Yeah. Like, it's not a different play. You can switch players now. Like my, my iPhone can't hold a charge longer than two hours. And here's the thing: if they make it like jerseys that can change names in the back. But if they make it like it's you buy the Timberwolves, right? So you have to have a Timberwolves player like that logo stitched in, and then the rest is just flip out the player you want to choose for that day. Well, by the way, you need a new iPhone. Give me a break. I know yeah. I do. Um, I. This is a great idea for the state of Florida fans. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you got you, nobody in Florida has one team. It's usually a player that you sport, like, right? I mean, think about all the people that live in Jacksonville. They all they don't mind the Jags or they like the Jags or some people and, like the Jags. Most people, again, I didn't say nobody. That's that's I'm sure there are some, but I would say more than fifty percent of the fans here in Jacksonville like another team and the Jags. True. The other so thing, transient, right? Yeah, yep. The other thing that I, I kind of think is cool is is how many times have you ever bought a jersey and then like I have a Kirk Cousins Redskins jersey. I'm never gonna wear that again. Like he's no longer on the team. There but you if go. you go free agency, you have see this is a good Kirk for Cousins. The yeah, then then you can flip it to if you are specifically well, set to that one player, then that, you're that's hey, that was a responsibility that you took into yourself when you bought that <laughs> Kirk Cousins jersey. You should have did a little more research, should have said, Hey, maybe he's gonna be a free agent, maybe he's gonna go someplace well, else. But you like, players have gift? no respect for the fans. No, we it's hundred and fifty dollars for a jersey. Really They're not cheap. Do your research. <laughs> but even if you if, let's say you get a, 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 a I'm like, you hey, can but, tell me all you want. I'm not going to support say, this oh, thing where we can change the backs of jerseys right and now players. I'm right not now we get a Never. Fournette jersey, you know, and then you know even if it's six years down the line, he's trading. Yeah, think about all those Allen Robinson jerseys. Right now, Tebow. I mean, uh, Blake Tebow. Bortles. Bortles. Well, there should be like okay, honestly, there should be some kind of exchange where if a player does go to free agency or something, you can trade that jersey into the league and you get a, d- a different person back. They're actually, I think might, they do have they an might exchange be a discount. Program, yeah, well, then what are we complaining program. about? Coos talking to you. I, I'm just saying these Dude, jerseys. You have, to email, that. you have to mail something in. This way, you just have to hit sure. a button on oh, an app. Be, uh, so sorry, you have to go and you're not going to the post office anymore. You just literally got to stand outside your house, put something in an envelope, and mail it. So but sorry the for the inconvenience. Get off the couch and interrupt Fortnite the or whatever game thing? you're playing. What's the game again? What's what, that? What's the new oh, game you're Brian, playing? Apex Legends. Apex man. Oh, Legends. Oh, sorry. Fortnite. Sorry. That's so 2018. I know. My bad. Oh, I'm cringing. All right. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Yeah. Know where, Everybody where needs bandwagon fans, man. Are you guys, you wear jerseys? 
kind of. I'm no, not a Jersey guy. No, he knew. I, I'm not going to kill you if you are. I'm just saying no, I'm not cool. a Jersey guy. I like um, the shirt jerseys. Yeah. All right. I'll wear a hockey jersey. That's about it, though. Hockey jersey is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I'm not going to wear a football jersey. I think It'd I should get weird. you guys all jerseys with my name on the back of it. Yeah, see how long those last Maybe for. Maybe we'll do it. Then I'm, then I'm going to opt for the name change on the back then. <laughs> back and then to, that kind of technology. <laughs> it's back to football next on ESPN 690. We got some jersey responses. Duval Doom, he's got it right. He gets a jersey with Duval Doom on the back of it. Like I said, I'll get you guys all a jersey with my name on it. That's one of those jerseys that you get it. If you change it from Jacksonville to something else, it's not going to make sense. (laughs) Uh, Why am I? Are we missing happy hour horn right now? We're about to set it up. Just making sure. We're about to set it up. I just want to get through this jersey stuff because Jonathan Wilbur chimed in and says Fanatics has a jersey protection program that covers uh, free agents and trades. There we go. So I don't want to see these name Switching jerseys anymore, then. All right. Uh, Raise your drink. It's happy hour horn time. Uh, Yeah. Should I say with some kind of... How about I say in Wisconsin accent this time? Do it. Oh, yeah, there. Hey, hey, yeah. We're going to drive... We're going to grab a drink and we're going to get a beer, yeah, and maybe go watch some of those Packers or maybe go watch the Packers and Milwaukee Bucks. You know, the Milwaukee Bucks, they got that one guy. They call him the Greek Freak. I can't pronounce his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Goat Packers, Goat Brooks, and Goat Brewers. <laughs> I like how it took you a second. You had to say a few words to get into it. That's something I do uh, every single day, guys. Sorry. That's good go. stuff. Uh, yeah. Hey, on the, uh, the Twitter and Facebook, where you can see us, uh, follow the uh, Facebook page, ESPN 690. And on Twitter, where the show is at, uh, someone said they had a Bernie Parent jersey. <laughs> Former goaltender. That's, uh, yeah, uh, Macho Canadians. Speaking of uh, Wisconsin accent, that sounded a little Canadian. Oh, yeah. As well. How close to. I was like, do you just jump over to the border? Jump over the border? From there? Wisconsin? Yeah. Are there lakes in the way? I can't remember right now. Well, no, so it's hard for in Wisconsin because you got the upper Michigan, too. So you have to like, go over you and gotta go, go over up. and up. I think. Right. I mean, I was horrible at geography, but I assume. But you didn't live that close to it anyway. No, no, nah, nah, I mean, it, it's where you grew up. Is that southern Wisconsin? Wisconsin? So we're right in the middle of the state. Oh, smack right in the dab middle. in the middle. Okay. Yep. So we have a little bit of everything going on. You know, I'm, I'm intrigued by this uh, tweet I got. Someone said I was about to get roasted on Twitter. I don't know what I said in the last segment. Maybe Uh-oh. it was jersey-wearing folks? To, to you or Something me? About, it's it to was you? me. Probably. What did I say? I don't know, but I haven't gotten roasted that much on Twitter, so. Come on, yeah. bring it. Let's go. We'll roast him. Roast him. Roast this guy. I mean, Kathy already told me yesterday I sucked. <laughs> I got that going for me. Are you going to change your uh, Twitter like the Hurricanes did? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. Hey, uh, you got a little stay in your lane. Yep. Here at four o'clock on it's a Tuesday. Four, but hey, beef jerky. I came ready. Yeah, I don't know why I want that beef jerky. That's not for you. That's for me. That's uh, protein for so, me. I thought you were giving it to me. Well, truth be told, it's actually chicken jerky. So, yeah, not know. as good. It's you know, truth be told, not bad. It's a, a chicken sriracha. It's got 13 grams of protein. It's gluten free. There you go. Protein Yay. up. All right, stay in your lane. Uh, Manny Machado made that big uh, big deal. Bring your thoughts on that before we get started. Ten years, three hundred million, man. No big deal, right? Hey, good for the Padres. Go get them. Uh, 
Yeah, I think he's going to get stuck out there, and good to get him away from well, the AL East. Thank and, you. No Yankees, well, no they, Orioles. And, the Red Sox don't have to deal with him. And here's my whole theory. Fantastic player. Listen, like, you can make $200 million. What's another, like, million dollars after that or $300 million? But are you, are you going to win a championship in San Diego, do you think? Well, like, I, no, I don't I, think. Yeah, but also, over 10 years, I mean, a lot changes over yeah. in the next few years. I mean, maybe they're doing something. That you, that you, listen, that's from a I, – I get the question from Manny Machado's perspective, but at least San Diego's trying. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, no, there's a lot of these teams that don't try. Yeah. And so if anybody says, hey, they're not trying at all, well – you can't say that about the Padres right now. They're trying. And, and like I always say, Brent, sometimes it's not about how much money you make. It's what the money says. And if they paid him that much money, it means they want him that bad. So They yeah. want him that bad. And listen, he's, he's a talented, talented player. Mm-hmm. He plays a prime position. and it, you know, He can play short. He can play third. Yeah. I mean, he, and he's such a good player. Yeah. My view has been, and he came really close last year with the Dodgers, but I just don't think a player like that, unless he matures a lot, I don't really like what I see from the outside. My perception of Manny Machado is he's not a super team guy, and I don't think a guy like that wins a World Series. I'll be surprised if uh, if he gets it done. Padres are not. I think he could have gone to a lot of teams, and I'm not sure he would have gotten you over the hump. I, I think those things matter to win in October. Well, we are cruising in this conversation right now, so getting back to my cruise control, Kuz, hit us with this audio quick. Machado just signed a $300 million deal with the Padres. Why not? First of all, did that kid ingest all the helium? But number two, that's this, a Yankees fan kid. So yeah, this is a Yankees fan kid at uh, at spring training. I think he's like five years old. Hey, and, listen, you little brat! Hey, you took Roger Clemens and <laughs> Wade Boggs. <laughs> well, dang, Brent. That's all I really feel about it. Anyways. I thought that kid was in cruise control because he listed off like three names I didn't even recognize. So obviously the kid knows his baseball knowledge. He's passionate. He's a fan. Even though he's a Yankees fan, he's still uh, he's still entertaining and whatnot. Like I said, he inhaled maybe all the helium. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I just thought it was a cool story and it was, it was a cool video. So props to that kid for being passionate about his team, starting out at you know five years old, whatever like that. I'm Typical sure he's been Yankee listening. fan. Well, I'm sure he's been listening to his dad too a lot and swearing yeah. and cussing. So I took after him. Hey, but you know what? That's, props a, that's to him. A, that is a, an interesting deal though. What's that? Uh, he brings up a good point. Listen, I loved Roger Clemens and and Wade Boggs growing up. I lost a little bit of my Love, respect, whatever. I didn't mind when they went, uh, like when uh, Toronto mm-hmm. and Tampa, but you went to the Yankees, man. I mean, that's totally different. And I, so I agree with the little kid to a degree yeah. where it says, it's this day and age, it's changed so much because guys shift teams. And, didn't, and, didn't, the, and listen, the Red Sox are guilty of it, will be guilty of it. And then you embrace those guys. But it is something to it in that rivalry. And didn't Johnny Damon do the same thing too? Damon. Yeah. I'm sorry, I should have yelled at Damon too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's yeah. hard to and and another one did it too. Uh, I played center for him. Uh, Ellsbury, Ellsbury, okay. Jacoby Ellsbury. Jacoby. Yeah. Um, it's just the nature of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, Damon was really hard too because he was on those that idiot team that won the World Series. I mean, that was big against that Yankees Red Sox rivalry had heated way back up in two thousand three, two thousand four, and you're like, really, you going the Yankees? 
So you get you lose a little bit of something. So I'm actually uh, I might have called the little kid a brat, but he, he's probably right. I, I think it's hard to get somebody from a rival team. Not that Kate doesn't feel that way in football. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure anymore. It does feel a little bit like that in basketball. Like I don't. I'm not rooting for LeBron James as much mm-hmm. as a, he's with the Lakers. I love LeBron James. I think he's. I, I, I'm. I'm a huge fan. I want him to win it all in Cleveland. Not really so in, in L.A. I mean, that's just from my childhood because I just don't like L.A. It's not that I even love the Celtics anymore. Yeah. Just that I'm not supposed to like the Lakers. No, for sure. So, I mean, there is it's an element of that. In you. Yeah, it's programmed in you. Yeah. I understand that. There's an element of that um, that does exist. And, but I think you almost have to have that intense rivalry, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be able to feel that rivalry. And there's not a lot of those in, in professional sports. There are some, but yeah. not a lot. So now, are you gonna work on your apology now or later for ripping the kid? For, for, yeah, calling a five-year-old kid. No. Okay. Not, we'll, not, we'll, not. Not. sorry. We'll see what our sponsors say about that. I think his parents probably agree at times too. We'll see what our sponsors say about that. But like, yeah, that kid had a really high voice, so I don't need to watch that video again or see that video again. But thought it was funny. So uh, speaking of uh, funny. Another horrible transition for me. Uh, pump your brakes. <laughs> pump your brakes. Got to go to the AAF. Week one, they missed the payroll and, and, and <laughs> were needed a bailout by $250 million uh, from, hey, who else? The guy that runs the Carolina Hurricanes. Props to him for giving the money. But Storm surge. Storm surge coming in the, in the <laughs> a- AAF as well. So, hey, it's week one. Players aren't getting paid yet. Not a good look by anybody. Uh, the, the league told that the, the league was on quote saying uh, they told the agents that there's a glitch in the system. Yeah. And that's why uh, glitches we didn't have enough money. Yeah. The, so that's why players didn't get paid. It's week one, man. You like this is it's not a good look. Like people are watching it. And I get like from week two the numbers are down a little bit. Players want to play for you guys. Please don't screw them over and please make this work and pay the guys. I mean, you saw Ryan Davis get carted off on the field. Like it's a big deal. Guys got to get paid. Come on. Here's a quote from uh, Charlie Ebersol. This has been an extraordinary undertaking for us. It's a giant challenge and opportunity. As a startup, you are constantly looking for some peace of mind. When we got out of the first week of games, we saw there was so much interest from investors. And if we had one person who could take care of us for a very long time, that would be great. So that's the spin uh, from from that view. I've, I've seen both sides of this. Everybody... I think Darren Ravel was really on it early this morning, and people are saying, oh, they're caught on to, oh, they can't survive, to your point. I, I don't know how you want to judge the glitch in the system, but the folks down, some folks down in Orlando are saying that, uh, that wait a minute, how do you look at it that way? This guy has, is is an investor, and he just put $250 million in. If he doesn't believe in it, why would he have just put all that money in? I'm just saying when guys aren't getting paid on time, regardless of what job this is, yeah. it's not a good it's look. It's a little surprising when week one. Yeah. You know, the it's, first it's almost like I could believe the glitch a little bit more because it's shocking that they, this is, they've done a lot of things well. Yeah. The AAF has done a lot of things well. Mm-hmm. So for them to not have already, the way they look like they have their ducks in a row, for them to not have already planned out week one payment. How are you going to pay your players? I, yeah. I would have been surprised if that's the case, but I mean, it's hard not to say that is the case mm-hmm. uh so i get it interesting I, i'm rooting for this league so am i it's, it's giving guys opportunity and the guys are getting paid playing football so of course i'm gonna root for it but it's one week and you can't play your players it's not a good look regardless of what happened maybe it was just like a little glitch like they said but regardless guys weren't getting paid and that's not a good look yeah that's never a good look uh by the way 
When we come back, I'll tell you how that Orlando Apollos team might be visiting Jacksonville more often than not. And also, you talked to Manny Machado. Where does this leave Bryce Harper? And why he might have made a bad decision. That's next on ESPN 690. Little magic whiteboard going on right now. You went deep yesterday with the eye story. <laughs> That's what I had one comment say. You went deep. Mike Dungy, thanks for uh, shouting out. Says he's loving the show. Appreciate you jumping on, getting some comments uh, on the feeds. You can always check us out, of course, video wise on uh, Facebook on the ESPN 690 page at my Twitter at Brent AS Jacks. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got something up on the YouTube channel uh, right now. We just posted from the TV side of things. I'm going to post more videos, whether it's something we're doing now or in, in the past. And it sparked uh, – I'll tell you what sparked this yesterday. We put up a story that we did back in 2011 called No Arms and No Legs. It was on Kent Bell, who was born with no arms and no legs, and he was the scoreboard operator at the University of North Florida. It's been, it's probably the most memorable story I've done in 20 years of, of television. And – I mean, just a fascinating human. He has since passed away. He passed away a couple of years ago. And I'm not sure if you caught the story on ESPN over the weekend about the football coach out in California. I did see He's that. coaching the JV team, no arms, no legs. And when I saw it, I was like, wow. I mean, there are so few people in the world born that way. Mm-hmm. And, well, we had the privilege to meet one and do a story on, on Kent here uh, in Jacksonville. And uh, it's just you know, 10 years or whatever, eight years later, it's still a very memorable story for me. And uh, we, I, I almost, I just wanted to go back into the archives and check it out because yeah. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And so we posted it on our YouTube page. So if you, if you want to take a look, check it out. Definitely you can subscribe on uh, Action Sports Jacks. Uh, it's, it's not like, hey, great job with the story. Uh, it's more of, I couldn't mess up this story because that guy's just an unbelievable person mm-hmm. and so you you uh you'll be able to see it patrick cavanaugh actually who now works with the jags was at our place at that time he uh helped put it together but it, it was uh it was phenomenal and that's kind of what i love about our business is you get to tell stories like that but anyway on the youtube channel uh you can subscribe at action sports jacks to our channel uh and hopefully you'll do that and check it out and you can also see the show live and comment along the way uh sorry i interrupted the magic whiteboard what do you got oh well, I was distracted because Kuz was looking at something on the computer, and I couldn't tell what it was. So I want to get what he was oh, looking at. Um, uh, but are we, we, we going to be able to say uh, it? Oh, no. Yeah, it's all good. But uh, he actually walked out now. So yeah, I'll he just said he had to leave. But anyways, I'm sure he did. Uh, the, the Magic Whiteboard, 15-2, 15-4, 15-6, 15-8, pay for 10, and knobs is 11. Who wants some? Yeah, that, that's, that's cribbage, Brent. You looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah, I am. What do you mean? 15, 2, 15, 4, 15, 15, 8, pair for 10, knobs is 11. 11. All right. Do you know the, what knobs is? Uh, Brent, you don't even play cribbage, man. No, I told you, you last week I yeah. have played cribbage. Okay, so cribbage, so knobs is when the, the, the jack matches the, the suit. Huh. That's knobs. I obviously don't know the terminology. Obviously, it, I you will don't. Say, obviously when's the last time you played cribbage? Oh, it's been three or four years. Oh, that soon? Yeah. Oh, it's probably been. Yeah. A decade or more for me, but yeah. Well, whenever I go back home, I try to play it every once in a while. Yeah, just have It's got, a cool game. Around, do it. Yep. So but that, I obviously didn't know the terminology, and it's been a long time, so yeah. I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so uh, basically, anybody watching in Jacksonville uh, on the stream was probably really confused, and anybody <laughs> in Wisconsin was like, ah, 
props to props to A Lane for dropping some cribbage knowledge. Hey, if you want to uh, win tickets to the Players Championship, go check out our new website ESPN690.com, and you can go to the Players Championship, uh, win a pair of weekly passes to the Captains Club at the Players. Go on and register right now to do that. Brett Coos Martin, is back. Austin Lane, Coos is back. We're in the Wawa sweatshirt. Coos, got a question for you quick before we, uh, you know, start to get the show back on the road. What were you looking at on that screen? Are you saying so it was off you? the rails? So very... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're careful how you answer this question. <laughs> no, I... Uh, Sponsors uh, are listening. Now, Dylan uh, Francis, who's a DJ, tweeted a photo of himself and said, whoever could do the best Photoshop job mm-hmm. on this photo, I'll give a prize. And so I was looking at it, thinking of ways. What was the photo of Coos? Just a picture of him. Doing what? It looked like he was like hanging outside of a shower curtain. Yeah, and he didn't have a shirt on either. He didn't have so a shirt I was, I, So, Brian, so get this. So I stand up, and I'm doing the whiteboard segment, and I just turn to my right to see if Coos wanted to see it, and Coos is on the computer looking at this picture. I was like, I'm a guy with no shirt on. Interesting. You're like, yeah. huh, what's going on yeah. there? Interesting. Okay. I no, can it see kind of looked like flag. the... Um, from The Shining, like the face he was making kind of made me think of the the Here's Johnny, like coming sure. through the... So that's that's what I was... That was a thought process going through my head at the time that you were doing that. The Shining, good movie. Great movie. But don't don't spit on Jack Nicholson and, and do that, man. Like, don't don't ever put that <laughs> in the It's too late. I already actually did it and tweeted the photo. Oh, so. <laughs> you know what movie I watched this week? First time ever. What'd you get? Blind Side. What'd you think? Oh. I liked it. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, quick yep. question you. know for you. I didn't watch it? Back in the day, we did a story on a kid around here. It's all about old stories, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Um, And he had a blindside kind of situation, story. And it was right around the time the movie came out. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be. There was no, that wasn't the plan. It just happened. And so I just told him, I do not want to watch this movie because I do not want to copy or subconsciously tell the story like in the same exact way. I want this to kind of be organic, you know, and so I didn't want that in my mind at all, even though you kind of knew what the blindside story was. I just didn't watch the movie. And then all these years later, I never watched a movie. (laughs) I'd probably seen like five or 10 minutes and I was home alone Saturday night. So I watched it. Quick question for you. Best football movie of all time. Go. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm not going to come up with a good answer here. Remember the Titans? Yeah, I mean, that's a Um, a Or Jerry Maguire. Does that count as a football movie? No, come on, Brent. No. No, that's a that's like a romantic comedy thing. I know, but I think football. Uh, no, I, I I can't allow Jerry Maguire. To be I say remember movie. the Titans. Probably remember the Titans. How are you gonna pick Jerry Maguire over like Varsity Blues or the replacements? Friday Night Lights replacements? Any the given program, Sunday. The pro, or any given Sunday is a good Can one. Can I too. pick the TV series Friday Night Lights? <laughs> no, like, I know it's not a movie. That doesn't but... count. All right. Isn't that, isn't that like a drama like? Romantic thing, of, too. There's a lot of football in it, at least well, for the I first few so. seasons. It's called Friday Night Lights. <laughs> right, it's based off football players. Oh, Tim Riggins, come on. Like I, the I, I've show, seen Friday Night Lights. The crazy Tikes. guys. Yeah, yep, that's, I have seen that. Yeah. That's real, baby. Oh, that, I, I, Why, you I know what I never wait. understand? Are people so shameless that you would actually sign up and put yourself under that scrutiny. I mean, they are. I mean, look yeah. at all these reality shows. Like That's what I say about The Bachelor. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That I, you would not... There's no way I would do that. Dude, I already told you. I'm thinking about putting my son on YouTube playing with toys and getting me in there and making, you know, a couple million bucks off that YouTube money. So well, why don't you just tell I people to no subscribe shame. to our channel and maybe we can make a oh, couple yeah, million yeah, dollars that, that reminds way. Me, yeah, so subscribe. Like and subscribe to <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on YouTube. Check us out. <laughs> yeah, we're only a couple million subscribers away from making you money. Need, money. <laughs> you need at least an average, I think, of a 1,000 views per video to even – 
start talking to YouTube about well, fine. making. Yeah, I heard you need like 250,000 subscribers. Yeah, you something need like a, that. Something like that. Okay, well, it sounds like I have to go home tonight and. Make a lot of burner accounts. Fair enough. Do we have friends? I mean, I've tried to push the podcast to get us up the board in your algorithm yeah, you were talking yeah. about. I'm not sure if we have 25 five-star ratings yet. No, but, we had – last I checked, it was uh, seven or eight, I believe. That's it? Yeah. Come on, people. Let's go. Support the cause. Download the podcast. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the podcast. Yep. And then when you do that, make sure you give it a five-star rating, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. We're trying to catch Stugats and the boys. No, for sure. Um, they got like 91 million. I know. It's insane. So then I'm a little confused, though, Koo. So with this whole podcasting thing, like, can we get other advertisements for that? Because people make money off podcasts because of advertisements. Yeah, uh, the company has a way to insert okay. stuff. Yep. Yeah, okay. I see, see this is this is I'm awesome. thinking long I term, see it bro. took about five, six weeks, but this is all getting back to dollars for Austin Lane now. It's always about the money. <laughs> the game has and always has been the about the money. played the game for a few weeks, and now here we go. How do we make some money off this, Coos? <laughs> it's it's not about well, hey, it's not about the money. It's what the money represents. <laughs> Enough said. Hey, Action Sports Jack Stewart Weber stopping in. I, I listen. I teased a couple things, and I have to deliver. It says so on my sheet. See that. I'm pumping the podcast, I'm pumping the YouTube channel, I did the players' tickets, and now it's deliver on the teases. And two things I said, there's a lot of rumbling, and I tried to confirm with the Orlando Apollos today, but there's a, rumblings that they're going to shift some of their operation for a portion of the season to Jacksonville, and I don't think this is money-related in terms of today's story coming out of there. It's more like there's word that it's like insurance related that they'll end up practicing in Georgia. And so they'll stay in Jacksonville. So we're keeping an eye on that story. But there's been hints that that could happen. And we're hearing that more and more when that takes place, like as soon as next week or is it a couple weeks down the road? How long it's for the details of it? Unknown, but very interesting part of that. Stuart and I heard it. uh, We've heard it a couple times now. Yeah. And one thing that we know is happening is that uh, the weekly TV show with head coach Steve Spurrier is going to tape a few episodes here at our studios. Yes, that's that's uh, happening That is too. confirmed. Well, so if that's happening and I follow the yeah, connect the, the dots, why would together. they be taping here? Yeah. Yeah, you get the idea. <laughs> so uh a quick math. There. So anyway, it's something to follow. You heard it here first or maybe you heard it somewhere else, but I'm going to tell you you heard it here first uh that it that that could happen. Keep an eye on that. Uh real quick before we head to a timeout, get back some football talk. Where does this leave Bryce Harper? Manning Machado, three, uh, 10 years, $300 million, $30 million deal. Keep in mind, the Washington Nationals offered that to Harper when he was exiting stage left. Mm. They said they uh, – well, I shouldn't say clearly they offered that, but that was a report that he, they offered before they broke up, said, hey, $300 million. Well, there's been long talk for over a year now that some people in Bryce Harper's camp thought he might get $450 million. <laughs> It's clearly not happening now. But that ain't happening. It's almost a half a billion dollars. Yeah. That's just, oh, man. And and so and baseball money, too, not football money. And there's a couple yeah. of things happening here. Like the Phillies could still be in play. The White Sox in play. Heck, this could be happening right now, and I just haven't seen it. I, I think it's about to go down here soon now that the Machado piece has fallen. But where does he end up? And I can't help but think of the Phillies. Are they smart or not smart to hold off? on this and wait for Trout to become available and the hometown kid come home and spend all your dollars on Mike Trout, who's, by the way, a way better player than Bryce Harper. 
That's a, I love Bryce Harper. I really do. I, I like what he's all about. I think he's awesome for the game. His problem to me right now is he's not as good as advertised. He hasn't been. Like Manny Machado has put up some sick numbers. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper is not. Harper has is a good player, very good player, but he's not $40 million a year good player. 30, now he's 24. Five years old, so he's going into his prime, and he's only going to get better. But uh, and I again, I will say this: I like him a lot. I re- I'm a big fan of his. I hope he becomes the star of the game with Trout because I think he can help with that younger generation and be that that focal Kids point. Kids love Bryce Harper. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, and I do, and that's the mm-hmm. point, right? Yeah. I think, and he's polarizing to a degree. I think there's some people that are listening right now and say, "I hate that guy." And I think there are. True. That's as, a good, as a fan of a team in the division, yes. Yeah. I hate that That's guy. a good star to have, though. Polarizing <laughs> Who's guy. Team? Atlanta Braves. Oh, okay. That's a good star to have. That's if you can have Bryce Harper be that good for, for the next 10 years. But he's not going to get. What is he going to get now? 320? 315? 310? Maybe. And he should have maybe just stayed. Stayed put. In Washington. If he's out of the AFC. Uh, the, uh, in the, the NL? <laughs> yeah, if he's out of the NL. What am I talking about? AFC East, I was about to say. If he's out of the NL uh, East, that'd be terrific. Sports Illustrated saying that don't rule out the Padres to try to land Bryce Harper as well. There is talk of that. Huh? Uh, How does that work? Where, where, where are they getting this money from and all of a sudden? Well, Carolina Hurricanes owners, years, man. man. Oh, okay. I mean, they had, like, not, no payroll. Okay. You can spend as much as you want if you don't mind paying taxes on it. True. (laughs) In Major League Baseball. And when we come back, Odell Beckham Jr. or Antonio Brown. Next on ESPN 690. From you calling out a five-year-old? No, not yet. (laughs) Give it some time. That could happen. Uh... Brian says best football movie, best of times with Kurt Russell and Robin Williams. Hmm. Good cast. You haven't seen it? <clears throat> I feel like I've caught that one late at night sometime. I may I may never even heard of it, honestly. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. Okay. So I'm not by myself. Yeah, Sorry. I'm just it's I gotta be an old one. movie. Do you um, guys remember uh North Dallas Forty? No. Nick Nolte? Yeah. Maybe, maybe so. Now that you say Nick Nolte, yep. I feel like I I've That was another classic one too. Uh, right. I remember watching that movie as a kid. And thinking, like, I'm never going to play football because, like, in the movie, he's, like, aged out and he's, like, a you just can't get out of bed and walk anymore. He's addicted to pain pills. I'm, like, this looks miserable. Who wants <laughs> Long, to play football? Yeah, let's go Longest do this for a yard. The original? The longest yard, yeah. Or the, I even the one with Adam Sandler was pretty good. Did you know there was an original or not? I did know there was an original. Okay. I haven't seen Thank it, goodness. but. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. I missed the uh, conversation, but I'd go Friday Night Lights. I don't know if anyone well, else. Well, that's what Johnny uh, Duval Doom says. Friday Night Lights is the answer. Movie, talking, not TV show. Yeah, TV show is great. Movie's movie. amazing. Have you seen the TV show? T- I don't watch the TV show. No. Yeah, Tim I, Riggins is a legend. TV show is fictional. Who, the TV the show. I mean, I remember when it first came out, and the trailer was all about like like the owner's daughter or something with one She's of the players. She's a big players. part of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it was. I didn't see any kind of football no, action whatsoever. There's still a lot of football in it. Like, well, the, the first, trailer sucked, so it, a, it was all romance. There's, a, I think it was during when the the writer strike happened. So like, there's a lot of football, and then the writer strike happened, and then I guess they brought in some new people, and it kind of like switched. Like, you know, it was like after four years, a whole new cast. And so that's when it got like there was still football, but it wasn't necessarily like the coach switches schools. And so it's a different. Okay. It's a different. It was so good. I thought the whole thing was great. What made the movie cool for me is that my first job was in Midland, Odessa. So I covered the actual team from the movie. That is pretty cool. Uh, that was pretty awesome. The Permian and Panthers. W- w- was it a lot like that? It I mean, was it wasn't a lot like fabricated that. There, or anything. It was no, real there was real. there was Friday nights where you'd have twenty thousand people mm-hmm. standing room only in a town of a hundred thousand. I mean, there was. That was what was happening, and that's where everybody was. It was such a – we had weekly press conferences for the four high schools in those two towns. 
I that remember, is, well, think we, about we, that. Yeah. That, by the way, actually, with Jack Stewart Weber jumping on, if you're just catching in, but I mean, that's unbelievable. It's unreal. They press conferences for the so like like the Jags do press conferences. Florida does press conferences for, but like like Jacksonville University's football team doesn't do press conferences. Mm-hmm. You know, most a lot of football teams don't. The big D ones, you know, big Power Fives, and in places where you cover, and that's all you have to. High school coaches are doing press conferences on a weekly basis. Monday we'd go to Permian and then Odessa High, and then Tuesday we'd go to Midland High and Midland Lee. That's awesome. Did you ever read the book, Friday Night Lights? I did not read the book. See, we had I to read actually it in don't high school. Before, uh, <laughs> oh, makes sense. I just watched <laughs> the movies of everything. You know, we, we had to read the book for a sports literature class in high school. Yeah, that's right. I had a sports literature class in high school. Pretty cool. And uh, we had to read that book. So it happens in No Town, Wisconsin. Brandon, <laughs> first of all, mind your P's and Q's. All right. Don't talk smack about the T-Birds right now. But I'm telling you right now, you're about to cross the line. You're about to cross the line, I might Brent. be a horrible uh, Philadelphia resident for not saying Invincible, the movie. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Listen, you guys, it, there is what was his music name? and movie talk something? on this show. You're going to yeah. start looking at a blank stare from me. Sooner or later. Yeah. All right. No, you've seen Invincible. The that, best part about the movie with is the pun in the name of it that his name Vince is in the Invincible. I don't think I've seen it. Vince with uh, Mark Wahlberg where he's trying to make the Eagles. I don't think I've seen it. True story. It Supposedly. was a true story. Yeah. That and, and Rudy, too. That's another good one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Rudy. He, was, he was offsides, though. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Oh, hey, it's, it's I've met him before. So my dad is actually in that movie, Rudy. Uh, yeah, so my dad grew up playing football and whatnot. He played D3, and they're looking for people to play football uh, at halftime at the you know at Notre Dame for, to film the movie, and my dad got accepted. So there's a scene before Rudy goes out for the last game where he makes his sack or whatever, where there's a scene where uh, everyone's praying in the bathroom. There's like yeah. three guys in the bathroom, and my really? pops is one of them. He's yeah. an extra. He's an extra. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We forgot about We Are Marshall. We Are Marshall. Good movie. Good one. Yeah. There's a lot of football yeah. movies. All right, I've exceeded my limit it's of like talking it's good movies. drama or something. I don't know. Little Giants. Music and movies, you got to be careful. Becky okay, Dice, we can't Fox go there. Uh, by the way, Eric Locke, my, our old buddy or, or, uh, that worked here with us in the Action Sports Jacks department, says, I cannot support you trying to pass Stu Gotts and, quote the, and the boys. I must have said Stu Gotts and the boys. So I should say Dan Levitard and Stu Gotts. Uh, the Dan Levitard show. That guy took it personal, huh? Took, Eric didn't like that. I say Levitard hasn't been on our show, so oh, until that's he why. has, Stu Gotts it's Stu Gotts and the boys. The show, so, yeah. so he's... Well, it's the rest of them are the boys for now until Dan calls in, too. Uh, Johnny also says the Apollos are going to practice at Camden, which is what we assumed. Yeah, because that makes sense. Because if you've ever been to Camden it's County, college facility. it is a small – it's basically a small college facility. Their weight room is unbelievable. Uh, well, it was. I mean, this is – I haven't been up there probably see their weight room maybe five, six years. But, I mean, it's pretty incredible. You talk about that – I say there are three places in Jacksonville, maybe fourth – I'll give you four places in Jacksonville that feel a little Friday night lights, Okay. in my opinion. People may vary. It may vary. Uh, Camden, probably, to me, is number one. Lake City, Columbia, I think, is another. Although, I went out to Lake City, Columbia for the first time this year, and it was not as electric as I thought it was going to be, at least on that day. I'm, I'm just – I have one example of it. It's so I've far seen away many, that, I've seen many where it has been that Yeah, way. because you, yeah. we see the video, and, and I just picked the wrong game to go to. Yeah. Uh, it, it might not have been not a lot on the line. There must have been something else going on in town. But they live it and breathe it and, and love it. Uh, Baker County, I think, is another one. Got the helmet in here. We do have another one. Uh, and, again, like when this when Baker County's cooking, it, it feels that way. Um, am I missing one more? 
I usually go with those three. Yeah, to a lesser degree, maybe some of the other smaller Saint towns Augustine? like Saint Aug can. Saint yeah. Augustine has that feel. It, it can. Saint Augustine's small. Not, no, yeah, no, but, but like the just the atmosphere at but the football game. They love game. their high school football yeah. team, okay. Saint Augustine, man, and cool. the tradition. And Joey Wiles built that up so good. But I will tell you this: if you're looking for crowds. You want to know an underrated place? St. John's County has developed some great crowd. Ponte Vedra, that place is rocking on yeah. Friday nights. Creekside, and they have not even been good. Their stands are filled. The kids all go. I mean, it's a party on a Friday night. Bartram student and, section. And one Bartram's, of those. Yeah. Bartram, too. I mean, there are so many good places, so don't get me wrong. This is not uh, – we're just trying to get the feel of, of kind of more of the Friday night lights. And I think Camden takes the cake. I mean, they, they get up to 10,000 people there for a game on a Friday night. And they have not been very good in recent years. But when they're good, you can feel it. They do, but none of it is actually like it was out in West uh, well, Texas. Well, I would imagine yeah, it's not. Like it was you know? in West Texas. But, but we I'll always say this, compare the, it to that. Yeah, you always do because that's what everybody knows. But uh, I'll say this. The talent in southeast Georgia and northeast Florida is significantly higher than it was out there. Just because you're in the middle of nowhere, it just doesn't, you don't have the talent. You that's don't, true. You don't have the people to draw from. To, to make your teams. I will tell you this. On, uh, when I go, when I'm done and I retire someday and I don't have much to do, I wouldn't mind going to watch a high school football game out there and just drive out to the yeah. middle of nowhere, Texas. Why don't you come to Wisconsin, man? I'll show you a good time. Well, I'll do that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a long trip from Texas, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> it's a little bit of a drive. But in Texas now, I mean, there's, they're building no, like they, $3 million yeah. dollar facilities. I mean, it's unbelievable in the state of Texas. All right. Uh, we're getting way off, way off track. Austin uh, Antonio, Antonio, Brown? Antonio Austin Brown? Brown or mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr.? You said it's easy. It's really easy if you ask me. You ask me right now who I'm taking? <laughs> <I just did. laughs> uh, let me think about it. No. <laughs> Honestly, so let's, let's talk about it. From a skill perspective, I'd say they're about the same. Um, from an age perspective. One's 26 and one's 30 years old. So yeah. I'm going with the 26-year-old, Odell Beckham Jr., welcome. Simply that it? Because he's going into his yeah, prime? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, That's it, fair. It's simply that it. And you could argue Odell's had a couple injuries. Uh, he's, he's still young. He's still the younger. Uh, he's the, they're both talented, but he's the younger talent. So I'm taking Odell. They're both headaches, though. Well, I was going to say that. That was going to be my tease question. Both can Who's dance. more of a pain in the ass? <laughs> it's a good question. They're, I mean, they both are. Dude, the way Antonio Brown's been acting, you, he, yeah. he's you a bigger one for Odell sure. You see Odell Beckham on the sidelines? Antonio Brown's not usually that way on the sidelines in a game. Yeah. Once he's in, Odell he's Beckham in. Jr. on the sidelines is a nightmare. But with Beckham Jr., it's like he's throwing fits and like he's just causing tantrums. With Antonio Brown, he's like psychologically trying to like stick these, like <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, like he's psychologically like a, like a sociopath almost. Well, yeah, in this situation, he's kind of gone off the rails yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I don't think, like, week to week, we didn't talk Antonio Brown. I feel like in season, we talk more Odell Beckham Jr. being a headache than we do Antonio we Brown. We were too busy talking about Le'Veon Bell with the Steelers' mess that's than true, we too. were Antonio Brown. Stuart, who are you taking, man? Who you got? I might take Antonio Brown, honestly. And what makes you, just from being I, a less of a headache, you think? Yeah, I just, I just feel like once he is committed to that team, he'll be committed for the good three years. I mean, however long you got him for. I feel like Odell, things will pop up through the course of that year. You you bring up a great point with the age. Mm-hmm. Um, and age is very important in the NFL. Well, it is, but it also means it costs less potentially yeah. to get Antonio Brown. That's not how I phrase the question, but maybe it costs sure. a little less, especially given some of his antics as of right now. I am not fully off Antonio Brown, even with all this garbage going on. 
I still think he changes your team. I don't think the Jags will even touch him. I mean, I just don't think they want that. They don't deal with that. Uh, I, I don't even think they're interested. But I think uh, it's a mistake to not even look interested in Antonio Brown. I also don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is leaving New York. I don't think so either. I know I mean, Antonio Brown's leaving Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, that's that's been announced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a done deal. He's burning every single bridge on his way out. Yeah, and might cost you a couple draft picks. I'll give you my third this year and next year's second. For Antonio Brown? Yeah. Are you going to stay with him and try to like keep him in check, Brent? You, that might be your job. You know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to throw my hands in the air every time he scores a freaking touchdown and gets a first down, and that will be a lot. I give you three weeks before you get blocked by him. Three weeks. Balling and falling. Antonio Brown's balling. Austin Lane's falling. Next Getting blocked on ESPN three weeks by Antonio Brown, Brent. <laughs> I just got this text from Weber. He said, heading that way, meaning he was coming up to the studio. Do you want strawberry cake? <laughs> Is there a cake down the newsroom? Yeah. Uh, February birthdays. Also, I'm forever scared, scarred. Uh, I can never come having eaten food and not having offered other people the food. I didn't have to offer Austin this one, though, because I know he's in his training regiments. So no, yeah, so thanks, man. No strawberry cake. Yeah, so are you. Okay. The, I don't nice want magic I still see the cheeses, by the way. Magic whiteboard, Brent. Versus five-year-old Yankees fan. I'm just saying, Brent. Dana just, White, hey, bring it on. You just uh, you just tell me when. I'll make that phone call right now set that fight up for you. I will put that kid in an arm bar. <sighs> Once again, apologize to our sponsors and everybody listening. I'm embarrassed. You should be. You got to, <laughs> by the way, you got to hold down. The, look up. What do you, you got? You, you were too high on the magic whiteboard that time. Well, I, if I had a spotter that would help me out, that'd be fantastic. I know it. Um, listen, I love our place of employment. I really do. Mm-hmm. I feel like the bomb is about to get dropped right now. I think it's going to be. I'm real a, nervous right anti, now. Anti strawberry cake? No. No? Mind your P's and Q's, The Brent. birthday celebration stuff. Sure. Okay. Come on. Dumb buttons cool, ready. Okay, thank you. I mean, you don't like the, the, the monthly birthday cake. The idea being that we, we cut down on people being excluded or included based on whether or not they were brought in a cake. Yes. So they what? just do a monthly cake for anyone who's birthday. You guys are a bunch of month. Debbie Downers, man. I well, listen. This part, part me, and I, I, I just think it's a little silly. But I also, I don't know if appreciates the right word. I respect that people absolutely love their birthday. Yeah, I could care less about but mine. But I just can't get there. Like I don't understand it. Like especially once you're got twenty one and can. Pop that lid open. Yeah, everything else uh, is just whatever. Uh, what else are we looking forward to here? I mean, mm-hmm. okay, 50's a big one. Mm-hmm. I, I made it to 50, great. So some of the milestone ones I'm all right with, but I just have never understood the birthday thing. People get people take days and days and days, and people can't stand working on their birthday. People, I just don't get the birthday thing. No, I agree. And so, again, what? I respect that you do. This is not a knock on you do. I just can't come with you. I actually have your back on that, especially, like, when it comes to social media. Like, I don't ever post, like, oh, hey, I'm getting ready to go out. Oh, it's my birthday. Like, people are, you know, <laughs> yeah. trying to get, like, the happy birthday wishes and stuff like that. No. It no. probably circles back to my Valentine's and Hallmark stand. You're yep. right. I mean, again, you got to go buy a card. Like, I don't need a card on my 42nd birthday in May. Mm-hmm. May 25th, by the way. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, let me ask you this then. <laughs> but I, 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 I just toss that in there. I Come don't. 
but I don't need a car. You know what I mean? And, and my mom will send me like three of them. Thanks, mom. Love you. Uh, I don't send them to family members anymore. You know, I mean, it's like I give them a call. I just don't get it. But yeah. again, I want this. I want you all to know that I respect that you love your birthday. If that's good, that makes you feel good. And I will say Facebook has become a fantastic thing for this. You do get like five million sure, messages and hear from people. And I actually don't mind that thing that you hear from people that you probably haven't heard from in a while. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, at first I was like, what is this? This is so stupid. Delete my birthday from here. So people, but I, it's kind of nice to hear from people. I love Facebook. That and the memories do a pretty good job with. What, what ticks me off those when people wish me happy birthday on Facebook, but they spell my name wrong, like A-U-S-T-I. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, hey man, poor. we went to school together for four, you know, five, six years, uh, can you spell my name right, please? But I, I was oh, go ahead. Stu. That's like Brett over here. Oh yeah, everybody calls me Brett. Okay, I remember that. Anyways, yeah. uh, I was gonna ask you what are your thoughts on anniversaries. Course. Like, I mean, are those something that you celebrate? And get a card or? Nope. Uh, sorry, sorry, honey. <laughs> yeah, I, I could care less. Well, no, I mean, I, I guess on at times, but well, mine's different. It's July thirty first, so we're always in training camp. Mm. And so it's never Except like last year when you were yeah I was in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but I I don't celebrate it like that. But I mean I get an anniversary. That's why I think the Valentine's is stupid though because you're already doing the you got the anniversary to do that. Like if you have to be reminded that you love your significant other mm-hmm. and you want to show them that you love it with a card, flowers, whatever. Well, that's the anniversary. The other times of year, do it when you feel is appropriate. So do it more. You shouldn't have to be reminded about it. Mm-hmm. I will say the thing I like about birthdays is, and this will come as a huge shock to you, Brent. You get something for free. Free Coupons. stuff. It's all about the free stuff on your birthday. <laughs> uh, what, are, what are some of the best free uh, stuff you can take advantage of here in Jacksonville, uh, Stewart? Firehouse, firehouse subs. Free sub. Yeah. Free sub. Are we talking a six inch or a twelve inch? It's their like eight inch sub. It's oh, their okay. it's their regular sized sub. Okay. Okay. Um, even better, you got Moe's. We'll get you a free entree. And you don't have to use it on your birthday. You can use it throughout the week. The whole week. Whole week. Okay, I'm taking notes here. Keep going. Anyone else? I think there's some ice cream. Ones I actually out just there went to. Well. I just signed up. They have a new app on Smoothie King. Not yeah. even sponsored, but I still promote the heck out of Smoothie King. I was gonna say and you should get some money from that man because you're you tell rocking them. those. Tell them. But uh, but I do ask you get on that. And they ask you your birthday in there, so I'm <laughs> assuming they they will do the same thing. They'll, like they'll give you a coupon or yeah. something. Oh yeah. Uh, with it. So anyway. Listen, happy birthday to everyone. Beaten Ball's birthday tomorrow, by the way. The other thing about birth, you know what the one bad thing about the Facebook stuff is? I always feel bad. So when you when you wish somebody a birthday on fa- happy birthday on Facebook, mm-hmm. do you say just happy birthday? No. Or does that no, feel no, empty? No, no, personalize because it. Because doesn't you that feel kind of no, empty? No, no, no. Right? It's like happy birthday exclamation point. If you make All right, a, job done for the day. Nope. That doesn't feel if, like, hey, I really wanted to wish you a happy birthday. If you make the attempt, you got to personalize it. Call him, by, call him by a nickname or share a story or something like that, but you got to personalize it. Just saying happy birthday is the most mundane thing ever, and you can't do that. That's our, a throwaway, right? Our throwaway. coworker, uh, Leslie Corsi, does it best. She does like a personalized like meme picture. Yeah. Oh, she's great with the, well, that's, the that's memes. terrific. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Leslie's, a lot of effort. Leslie I mean, steps up the game. Well, she cares. Well, I'm that's not trying to means. spend an hour of my day, but okay. Tweets right. thrown. Uh, balling and falling. Uh, my falling is birthdays. Uh, my balling is <laughs> that's a great transition. <laughs> my balling is Pierre. Did you see the video? Yeah, I have not. I have a, side, I have a ball side for the camera oh, guy. Yeah, no, my mom camera said guy took this the video shot. actually. You yeah, see, I mean th- th- that was unbelievable. Centimeters, Ooh, fractions. And hit the camera guy. Yeah, I know. Who cares about him? Um, uh, you should care about the camera. That was probably a really expensive that camera that was. got broken. But but that, I mean, if you didn't see the video, go check it out. It's basically they slow mode it, and the puck is 
right by his nose. Yeah. And you can see the rotations. They slowed it so much, and you can see the rotation of the puck. It's a great dramatic video, actually. It's a great job by NBC to get that out and push that out and tweet it the way they did. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it looks so slow. Keep in mind, that thing was coming fast at him, and he's so lucky to get it. And he is fantastic. I'm not a huge hockey watcher, yep. but he's a fantastic uh, analyst, sideline guy, or side ice guy. Yeah. Um, he does a great job, but he almost died last night. <laughs> yes, <it was> <laughs> he absolutely almost died. Something to watch out for at uh, Pucks and Pints. Can you tell us more about that, Austin? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about that uh, Pucks and Pints. Well, if you listen to the, to the show uh, for about an hour, you're going to hear me talk about it on the, on the commercial break. So thanks for setting up, Stuart. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. The story there is... By the way, we already hey everyone. This is Austin. Awesome. <laughs> hey, hey, Six ninety hey. action sports. That's fine. Headphones are coming off. See, he has to take the headphones off. I, 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 he I don't, hates listening to himself. And Brian, I'm not sure if we're live because I don't, I don't, my headphones are off right now. But I'm not going to listen to myself for two minutes. Is it over? It is. Okay. It's, it's over. over. Right. Jump back. Jump back into the next sports council. Oh, yeah, we're back. Who's <laughs> taking care of business? Oh, oh man. Hey, when is it? Wednesday, I believe. Well, I was going to hope you play through it. <laughs> <laughs> is everybody good? It is we next Wednesday. Jokes next on Wednesday. the way? Yeah, jokes well, I figured we keep talking some sports on the show. Pucks and pints. I figured we'd at least plug uh, one more time when it is. No, for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, balling. So, <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Sports Illustrated's Ben Reeder sat down with Cleveland Indians starting pitcher Trevor Bauer. And in the, in the article, it reveals three rules that girls must abide by oh, no. when trying to date ready. Trevor Bauer. Have oh, you seen dear. this? Have no. you seen the list? No. Stuart? No, the list? I haven't seen it. All right. So, I don't know, but Stuart's a list guy. Hey, well, this is a Sports <laughs> Illustrated article. This is not out of, like, I'm, hey, I'm doing my job here. Sure, yeah. I'm just reporting what I, what I saw. Uh, the, so the three rules to date Trevor Bauer. Number one, zero feelings. Trevor Bauer is not interested in feelings and is emotionally unavailable right <laughs> That'll now. That'll go well. And this is like, these are quotes, by the way. I'm not sure. just making this up. This is an actual article. Okay. Number two, no social media posts about me while we are together because private life stays private. I like that. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That's, that's yeah. like, a, that's like a, what are those things called? Before I, you get married, do you have a lot of money? Prenup. Prenup, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> number three, well, I'm just, I'm just laughing because number three is coming up. And number three. I Get the dump button ready. And I quote, I sleep with other people. You have to accept that. If you cannot, we cannot be together. Oh, okay. That's not bad. See, and this is this is just that's, like that's about casual dating. This isn't like looking for a relationship dating. It's not dating. See, to me, if you're dating somebody, you're in a relationship. That's how I feel. Go, yeah, it's it's blurry. Like, There's blurred, going lo- on blurred a lines, date, so to say. Is in a relationship. But if, if if someone says, yeah, I'm dating somebody, that's a relationship. I mean, well, you know what? I think Bauer put the ground rules out there. Yeah, hey, I guess to so. you, ladies. I mean, you what, signing up for it. Usually, you probably have to pay for those kind of ladies, but whatever. I mean, good for him. Can right. I not say that? You can. Know, you okay. just did. All right, cool. Hey, Nick Foles comes to Jacksonville. They're going to the Super Bowl. Plus, you're falling. And my apology. Coming next, up next on ESPN 690. Want some Players' Championship tickets for the week? Go get them. The Captain's Club at the Players' Championship Weekly Passes. A pair of tickets for you in three weeks when we talk about the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. You can win. Go to ESPN690.com. Go check that out and uh, win some tickets to the Captain's Club at the Players' Championship. Three weeks out from the players. Uh, a couple more commitments. Uh, Ricky Fowler included uh, in the commitment list 
here on and this Sergio. day. Sergio as well. So a little fire. Remember, Sergio beat up a green uh, in the last couple of months mm-hmm, and got that. kicked out of a tournament. Uh, disqualified from a tournament recently. A couple of other news and notes to tell you about Jags related. Dom Capers, senior defensive assistant, 68 years old, reunited with Tom Coughlin, at least inside the building. Comes back. He was out of football last year. Kai Forbath, the Jags had uh, signed him late in the season because Josh Lambeau was hurt. They've since released him. And season ticket renewals underway. The Jags launched their 25th season and their ticket renewal package. Uh, you can renew, I think, until March 29th is the date. So a lot of information out on the uh, tickets on Jaguars.com. You can uh, see more of that information or on ActionNewsJacks.com as well. Brent Martin along with Austin Lane, Action Sports Jack Stewart Weber in the studio with us, and Coos pushing all the buttons. Now I've made people feel bad about their birthdays, allegedly. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Never a good thing. Josh says you make me feel bad about not having a birthday this year. Sorry, man. You didn't, and, you didn't uh, have a birthday this year? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Might be a leap year, baby. Ah. Whoa. Could be. That sucks. Well, I shouldn't be making them feel bad. I should actually make them feel good. Maybe we should throw Josh a birthday. There you go. That's the guy that deserves a birthday party. Okay. Right? If bring, he, let's bring him in here. If it skips. If he's a leap year guy, yeah. Yeah, now that I just said that, he might just claim that he's a leap year guy. Because then he'd be, like, turning eight. I think it's just a party. I'm, I'm for Brent. It's a normal party, but let's wait till after my fight, please. And Duval Doom says, I know why Brent has never attended one of my parties. Well, Johnny, I haven't been invited either, but I probably wouldn't have gone. You wouldn't go. No. Yeah. No. Working. I'll go. Here we go. Invite Austin Lane. Yeah, I'll Believes go. in birthdays. Heck yeah, man. So do I, to a degree. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, you got fallen? Yeah. Do I have to apologize or are we good to go? No, I think you're good. Okay, cool. I'll save that apology for something else crazy. At some point. Uh, I apologize at the start of the show. Fallen. Literally fallen. Uh, The kid that tried to set a screen on freshman (laughs) national championship quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Have you seen the video, Brent? No. Yes. So Trevor Lawrence is playing intramural basketball. Not really sure why Trevor Lawrence. Uh, once again, he's allowed to. The, the National Championship QB freshman Trevor Lawrence playing intramural basketball. Uh, Sweeney might want to get on that one. Uh, somebody tried to set a pick on him at half court, and the retaliation was Trevor got ticked off and actually pushed the kid to the ground <laughs> and threatened, like, and kind of flexed over him a little bit and stuff. I thought Trevor Lawrence was like this, you know, holy be-all, like, what what would Jesus do? Well, what, Jesus would not push somebody down after setting a screen on him. So Trevor Lawrence, man, uh, I get it. I don't, I don't like getting screen set on me either. But just go through the kid. Don't, like, push him down retaliation. Come on, man. And why is he playing intramural basketball? So technically, isn't the kid falling? That's what I said. Yeah, the kid. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Yep. No, you're good. Yeah. But um, also, Trevor Lawrence, it wasn't a good look for Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. But I guess he, he's, he's got a little spunk in him. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, he's got a little fire. It's a man, he can play cards. You should get angry and be competitive. Monopoly. Pictionary. I mean, Brent, you've you seen me play darts before, and I don't like to lose. So That's true. No, no problems over there. I've been a little disappointed in the dart game. Uh, it's got it in the office, and I haven't played very much. We were in Daytona a lot. That was I haven't lost reason. yet on the dartboard. No, I haven't. I'm practicing. Sounds like a challenge. Kevin Stryker chimes in. Haskins probably gone at seven. I don't want any free agent quarterback to begin with. Take BPA at seven if you can't trade down. I take less than value to trade down to. Tight end from Iowa in round one. Will Greer in round two. Get him more weapons, blocking the rest of the draft. All right. Uh, the question, one of the, I have like three different questions out there. Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham Jr. Also have, is there any guy we're missing in the free agent market from a veteran standpoint other than Nick Foles that you would feel comfortable with and say, hey, you know what? 
I don't need to take the quarterback, the young QB, at number seven. And I think most people say no. Kevin just said, yeah, that's okay. Uh, I'm going to take Will Greer in round two. I, I, I don't know if I – and he didn't want the free agent quarterback to begin with either. They are getting a free agent quarterback. I mean, they – it's just a matter of what level guy they get, whether they take a risk on a Bradford, whether they take Bridgewater and see some upside in them, and if not, it's it's a reasonable cost. So whether no, they take a Fitzpatrick or a Keenum or whether they go get a Foles. So no chance they go draft a guy and have Cody Kessler be the backup. Oof, I really don't think that's a chance. because I be here's, The reason I don't think they do that, Stuart, and it's a good question. I think people have asked. Because people forget about Cody Kessler you know, being here. And being terrible, yes. yes. Um, oh, wow. Well, in all no, respect he, to Cody Kessler, good. he had yeah. nothing around him either. Sure. I mean, it's yeah. the same thing. So you couldn't function in that offense. Nobody could in the last six weeks. But they also know that's not the answer. It's not. And I, I think it's a good question. I think people have asked. But you've got to remember what comes first in this process. And that's what's tricky. It's not like they all it's come at the same time. The free agency comes first. So the Jags do a good job of this in the past. But if I'm the Jags, I don't want to just ride with Cody Kessler. And then that tips my hand that I need to go get Haskins. Because then if you want to trade or whatever, well, now people know you you need it. Yeah. And, and you're going to tip your hand. I mean, if they keep Kessler, that's the only guy they got on the mm-hmm. roster going into the draft. We all know what they're doing. So they can't do that. Now, they could keep Kessler on board, get a mid-level uh, guy, and then still come up with a quarterback and then cut Kessler. But I just don't think they're going to do it the other way around. It wouldn't make a lot of sense from the Jags um, from a strategic point of view. And from a backup quarterback position, we always talk about, well, is he talented enough to be a backup? I mean, if he goes in, is, does he have the talent? And talent is important. But a thing that we always neglect, too, is the fact, can he work with the guy, the, with, with the guy coming in? You know, like, Can he groom a young first round pick coming in like for instance Tyrod Taylor you saw in hard knocks was pretty open I mean he was the starter but he was still great to Baker Mayfield and the fact that he helped Baker any questions that he had I mean this is what we saw in hard knocks maybe in the locker room was different no those guys all seem to do it yeah exactly which is is always a fascinating dynamic to me because they're competing nose to nose yet they support each other most of the time in QB rooms exactly so another great question to ask too is if we don't bring in Foles and we bring in like maybe like a Fitzpatrick a Bridgewater a Tyrod Taylor you have to ask yourself can those guys work with a young rookie quarterback well that's a great question too go down that list I would I think again I think there's a really good chance they end up with Bridgewater I would put a question mark next to Bridgewater working with a young guy does he have enough He's never really experience, had experience, right? Yeah. Well, it's not that he's not going to work with them. I'm saying is that knowledge what's he base. Teach him? Yeah. What's he going to teach him? Yeah. yeah. Now, Fitzpatrick, fantastic in that role, right? Yeah. How to grow a beard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, and, and he's, he's, he's been in a lot of systems. Would be good in that role. Been through a lot. Yeah. Right? Been mm-hmm. a lot of different places. Seen a lot of different coaching. Could give a lot of good tips, you would think. On what not to do. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Tannehill's interested in me. I don't, I don't know if he could. Tannehill, I'd probably put in the Bridgewater class where mm-hmm. i'm not sure more what years he, on him though. again these guys can help i'm just saying the, the level of yep, helping sure. the young kid that's what i'm getting at. and so that's a great but point they always you bring said up. they always said that henny was such a great help and what did he draw from in order to help show the way that's when he was doing it that's a good point now he had had a, a couple of different chances he at did. starting and failed um that's fair though he didn't have a ton of game experience but i do think like he really helped blake I mean, yeah. from a comfortability standpoint, and I think just, again, knowledge-wise, 
Had he, there are had he can levels help of this, his, like his arm throwing motion. Like uh, the, the backup quarterback's job is not to say, "Oh, hey, you're kind of throwing a little hitch in your arm." We throw the football. Yeah. Like that's not his job. No, hey, I think his job is mentally ready. Yeah. yeah. If you ask Blake Bortles right now about his good 2008-17, about that good run, I think he would credit Henny mm-hmm. with some of that. You know, he's always kind of credited anyway. But uh, that's a good call. So, did the Jags tip their hand if? They get a Fitzpatrick. Right. Oh, without a doubt. By saying we are all in. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that's like, been in how many different teams, different systems and whatnot, and it seemed like when Jameis came in, he was he helped out pretty well. Yeah, you know? so they definitely – like Bridgewater and Tannehill, you get one of those guys you could make – we'll argue. If they get one of those guys in March, we'll argue for the next month whether they're going QB at number seven. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I still think they do, but we'll argue they do. If they get Fitzpatrick, they definitely are. Mm-hmm. Right? And then again, it comes back to Foles. And Coos, before we get to a timeout, let's play Foles. If the Jags get him, one man thinks they might go to the Super Bowl. Listen to this. Foles is, yeah. Is there a team out there that you think he could put over the hump? I think if he goes to Jacksonville, they're Super Bowl contenders. And I, I think that John D. is down there. He was with him in Philadelphia. So he's going to have a comfort level with that system. John's going to want to bring a guy like that in that understands his system. But I, I think that with that defense, that defense, I think, last year in Jacksonville just got tired of being on the field. And I think that they went through a lot of issues. You know, Blake Bortles was trying to play. Inconsistency there at quarterback was tough. So I think you bring in a guy like Nick Foles. He starts running John's system. They start scoring some points. That defense plays better. That team could be a lot better, you know, than they were last year. Well, I think that last part is right on the money by David Carr on NFL Network saying, yeah, if he goes to Jacksonville, they could be a lot better. I don't know if I agree with the first part. I don't know if they are Super Bowl contenders with Nick Foles. You have to give me a lot of other things around on that offense. That's a lot better. It's continued to be what people are missing. There's nothing else other than Leonard Fournette in the backfield, people. Yeah. It's a lot of unproven stuff. Tommy Bohannon's back there. I mean, touchdown Tommy. I'll give you D.D. Westbrook if you want. But that's it. So when we come back, more on Foles. How much better does Foles make this team? Super Bowl contenders? Does anybody think it? I don't. Next on ESPN 690. Hey, the JUFSU baseball game postponed till tomorrow. If you're just catching in on that and planned on going over, I think you probably might look outside and wonder. Uh, but uh, inclement weather moving the game till 6 o'clock tomorrow, and that means it's a busy day on the JU campus. Huge triple header coming up for them. Yeah, yeah. softball. Softball Florida. against the Florida Gators, number four in the country. That's at uh, 5 o'clock. Then you got the FSU baseball game at 6 o'clock, and then you got the Rumble at Historic Swisher Gym, 7 o'clock, UNF and JU. By the way, tonight... Uh, if you were planning on going to a little baseball, go out to a little high school girls basketball instead. We got playoffs, round two of the playoffs tonight. Uh, four all local matchups, including one that I'll be live at at 6:50 on Fox 30. Where are you going? I'm going to Bishop Kenny, as the Crusaders will be playing host to Rebalt. All right, good deal. Uh, last time they played went to triple overtime, so uh, should be another tight one tonight. All right, I like it. Cool. I like it a lot. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, what do we have coming up? Do we have some response? By the way, uh, Duval Doom's excited that you'll go to his birthday party. Me? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. He's into that. Yeah, let's um, go. So you might get an Healthy invite. snacks needed, though. Well, depending on his birthday is. If, it, if it's after March, let's go to Lemon Bar. We can go to Chuck E. Cheese. We can go to <laughs> a lot of spots, man. Did you see Chuck E. Cheese uh, made an appearance on the uh, the bar stool, the pizza guy? What because the- of the th- conspiracy, right? 
Yeah, because of the conspiracy. So there's a conspiracy that uh, Chuck E. Cheese is just – if you don't finish all your pizza, they take the slices that you didn't finish and other people didn't finish and cobble them together uh, into that. one pizza hmm. for the next people. Now, which would be a smart thing to do. It, it, gross, but smart. I feel sure. like it's not – yeah, I was going to say, probably not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so the guy who does the, the pizza reviews, which is the Barstool – Dave president guy, yep. right? He uh, he went to. <laughs> you guys know you knew that. He went in Melbourne Dude, too. He, 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 he was, he was down in Melbourne. Yeah. Super Bowl. He's, He's the guy who got kicked out of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah he got kicked out because he didn't have a credential. And he which, went to the Chuck E. Cheese like down here in Florida. Yeah, in Melbourne. Uh, it was so much so locally that the Ice Men said, "Hey, if you're still in town, we got seats for you. If you want to come to a game." <laughs> I don't know if it was for Pucks and Pints or a different game. Might have been a different. That's game. probably. Should, should, should I play it again? No, no we're good, no, man. No, we're all good. good. You don't uh, have to but, ask. Don't yeah, so have to he, ask. Went, he went to Chuck E. Cheese and he did the pizza review. Gave him a six out of ten. That's not bad. That's not bad. He said it actually wasn't wasn't that bad. Chuck E. Cheese ain't bad pizza. Six out of a ten. Pizza review him, guy. I watched mm-hmm. him once do a pizza review for like four or five different like oven baked pizzas like Elio's and DiGiorno, yeah, DiGiorno and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, he hated all of them. Yeah. Did he? Oh. So he, so he also critical. did one in Jacksonville. He did, did that Biggie's. Did you see the Jacksonville? Yeah, Biggie's. Yeah. Did he go to Biggie's? And of course, there's a guy in the laundromat next to him with his like, shirt off that might be on drugs. <laughs> oh, so well, and, all, and he yeah, gave Biggie's He gave Biggie's a five something. Yeah, so oh, Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck e. Cheese is even... Wow. Chuck E. Cheese is better than Biggie's. We gotta check him uh, on that. According to Barstool. One bite, everyone knows the rules. So he's critical? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. He does it like one every day. Like he like now one at least nibble, everyone knows a lot. He kind of you know. How much do you think that guy gets paid? Uh, all the money, because like it's a, it's a, obviously it's a big brand. I mean, you've heard of Barstool. Everyone's heard of Barstool. I'm sure he makes bank. Yeah, shoot, more than me probably. Yep, <laughs> which is sad. Yeah, I know, you know, I'm sure it's one of those things where job, if you actually saw you the know? number, you would probably be sick to your stomach. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's well, to listen, ask that question. Hey, I'm not afraid. if you make a lot of money. Good for you. I was just curious. I was just like, guy gets hired to go taste test pizza. Mm-hmm. Got to get him over to V Pizza over here. That's my. Oh, spot. they podcast and stuff like that's not his sole purpose. Yeah, he does other stuff too. Okay, I got to pay attention. Content to creation, <laughs> you know. Well, they are good at it. Yeah, they do create for the most <laughs> yeah. and manipulate. They do create a lot of stuff. <laughs> so it's funny. The whole reason I never got into Barstool right away was because the whole Blake Bortles interview with that girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, like I, I watched that whole video and I'm like, this is like I, I didn't know what Barstool was at the time. So like I saw that video, I'm like, no, absolutely not. I, I hate Barstool. And then I figured out they do other stuff as well. But yeah. like that Blake Bortles interview killed it for me. Like it was so bad. Well, that's the thing about Blake. It's like. Blake's hilarious no, on that stuff. B- Blake was great. The girl, I, I couldn't stand the girl. Sorry, I don't know who the girl is or anything. Don't want to. Blake's talk hilarious smack, on that. But. but we said this during Super Bowl week. It's like, yeah, that's kind of why he's can't be like the franchise QB in a way. Like your franchise QB doesn't go on barstool. Who else does it? Does, am I missing somebody that's good that does it? I mean, who? I think Edelman does stuff with yeah, Barstool, but not he? the quarterback. He, not the quarterback. You're right. the like Gronk can do that stuff. Yeah. Like you can have guys sure. do that stuff, but sure, your sure. quarterback doesn't. Yeah, it's like you ever saw Peyton Manning even on Twitter. You know, Tom yeah. Brady's not and, on Twitter. And listen, I won't even say that. At least Peyton Manning did. True, but that's a little classier than Barstool when you're taking <laughs> children with a football yeah. and telling them to go get in the portalette. It's a little different. Than I, I just difference. think it fits. Yeah. I defended Blake for a long time. It just fits the equation a little bit. It's like okay, that's one to re. It's not like that's the reason right, he man. didn't succeed. No, of course not. But it's just not. like it doesn't add up to that guy doing that. And it's kind of what we say about Kyler Murray a little bit. You've got to be all in on that position. So much so that, again, you're the CEO of the football team, of the roster. 
on that position. Yep. So, was that not the big concern with Baker Mayfield coming out? There was that. Yeah. But and especially and after Johnny Manziel, right? Yeah. Sure. So I think that, and I think it's uh it's a it's an immeasurable type of thing. It's really hard. Like those interviews are so big mm-hmm. because it's hard to gauge like that part of it. And that's why I still believe when we talk about QBs, you need accuracy, you need uh, arm talent, right? You need this, you need that. I think a little mobility, but then you need that something that's different. And what is that? Like again, in Russell Wilson's case, he's a fan, he's a good leader, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's just this guy that can rally the troops and did at a young age, and people respected him, and he could command a room and. Whatever that is, it's sometimes hard to explain, but you need to be able to do it. Maybe for Baker Mayfield, he's going to be successful because he's got so much swag that it's just like, I don't care if I'm a little undersized. I don't care if you hit me in the mouth. I'm going to come back and I'm going to throw two touchdowns on you. There's a, there's just a different level of competitive spirit to that guy maybe well, that separates him. I, and, and that might not be the case, but that might be it that helps Baker Mayfield. And Baker definitely plays the chip on his shoulder, too. I remember when they played the Bengals a couple times, and Hugh Jackson was was on the Bengals as, as like a defensive, I think, assistant or something like that. And obviously, he used to coach with the Cleveland Browns. And then Mayfield, at the game after they beat him twice, was like you know, kind of staring at him and staring him down and whatnot and kind of you know being cocky towards yeah. him. Listen, uh I think if you do it the right way, I think players respond to that. You know, players don't be like, that's my quarterback. Like, you know, he he has a little cockiness to him. He he has a little confidence to him. He's got a little, yeah, I don't know what you even call it, a little moxie, I guess you would say. So, yeah, but there's a fine line between having too much and just being a distraction and, you know, riding that line as as a great quarterback. Well, and that brings us to Nick Foles. So we Mm -hmm. just got off the David Carr comments on NFL Network talking about, hey, this puts the Jags in the Super Bowl mix if they go get Foles. Where does it put the Jags? I think that's a little extreme. I'm not sure what people would say, but to me that's a little extreme. Where does it put the Jags? If they do get Foles, and and they're going to make some other moves. They're going to get people in the draft. They're going to get a tight end. They're going to get a wide receiver. I don't know who that person is, but they're going to get them. They're going to do some mid-level free agency stuff. Uh, I mean, maybe do they make a run at Golden Tate? Who knows? But Nick Foles coming here, what does it change and how drastically does it change 2019 for the Jags? I think it puts them right back at the top of the division, uh, which puts you battling for the division title. And I think that's that when you say is a Super Bowl contender, to me, if you make the playoffs, you're a Super Bowl contender. Well, that's fair. That's fair. If you're one yeah. of six teams, you know, you're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, but there are Super Bowl contenders that say like, you're like, yeah, they don't really have a shot to win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like they have a shot to win the Super Bowl. Houston Texans this past year, like no one was, you know, say the Texans are going to the Super Bowl. It didn't feel like, yeah. not with those few teams in the mix, but I get your point. I think it's a good point. If you get in the dance. Right now, getting in the dance is, is the goal of 2019. Forget about the rest because it is a bit of a crapshoot. Well, so get in the dance. It's tough in the division, too, when you consider that over the last two years, all four teams in the division have made the playoffs. Crazy. It's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty uh, pretty spread out. Who's so they all it? think that, too. They so, all think that they can make it, too. Okay, so 5-11 and 11 with a lot of injuries. you you got to give some of these losses to injuries. I don't know how many people give to injuries, whether it's two, whether it's four, whether it's one. But some of those losses, when you have 16 offensive linemen and you lose Marquise Lee and you don't have Fournette most of the year, I don't care. You can't put all these losses on Blake Bortles. So, you know, even the defense didn't show a game or well, two. So uh, how many games do they win just by adding that QB spot. Well, I think Carr made a great point in saying how the offense and defense works together. He said that the defense was getting tired because the offense kept going three and out and whatnot, and he couldn't be any more right. There were times, you know, when when, when Gabbert was in, and as a defense, you take pride in, you know, stopping the team and going three and out and stuff like that, and, and it's fun. I and mean, as a defensive guy, you want to be out there 
you know, playing defense, obviously. You don't want to sit on the bench. But there is something to be said when you stop him three and out, the offense goes out, it's three and out, and you're right back out there again. That, that, I don't want to say it crushes your confidence, but it's like, come on, guys, we're doing our job. Like, you guys kind of pull your weight a little bit, too. So I feel like that's what happened in the defense this year. Is the defense was still playing some pretty good football, but their offense wasn't helping them out at all, and, and it goes hand in hand. So assuming Foles comes in and gets that offense even kind of rolling. I mean, we don't need a miracle worker here. We need a guy that can hand off to Fournette, and we need Fournette to, you know, show up this year as well. And then we need a guy to occasionally hit a, you know, like a third and long or like a, like a third and seven, third and eight. If you can do that with our defense, we're going to win some games. So Super Bowl contention's a little, it's, uh, I don't want to say Super Bowl contention right now because we don't have the pieces in place to say that, especially in our division where Houston's still pretty good. All of a sudden, the Colts out of nowhere with Andrew Luck have found a resurgence, and they're they're playing very well. So to say we're Super Bowl contenders, I I can't get on that bandwagon right now. But obviously, it's going to be an improvement. Yeah, I I, I am not. Here's where I stand on the full stuff. I feel like it gets lost. You got to go back a few weeks to when we were first talking about it. I'm really concerned that once he gets out of Philly, he's not going to be great. I mean, it's not like he was that great. At, you know, he's played in other places, too. He played for the Rams a little bit and spent yeah. some time in Kansas City. But Rams people peg on, on not only Fisher, but also his desire a little bit. He kind of lost the love. He got rejuvenated. He had 26 touchdowns, two interceptions prior to that in Philadelphia. Then he comes back and goes to a Super Bowl. Now, I mean, you do. there was a resume there. That's He's got three bullet points on that resume, 26-2, and two, Super Bowl, and then this year's run that are pretty damn impressive. So did Matt Castle from the Patriots who went to Kansas City. how that won. pay out? Well, it was just one season. In one bullet point. But I mean, this good, guy's got was three different. Point. The okay. problem for me is it's with Philly all the time, and I think he was in such a good situation with Peterson. Well, DiFilippo, yeah, can he help that? DiFilippo, yeah. So I, I, you know where I stand on it. I don't mind Foles. I think, he's the, I think he's your best option. You know why I think he's your best option? Because then you don't have to be stuck taking quarterback in the first round at seven. If my job depended on it, I don't want to have to play a rookie quarterback in 2019. So I'd rather take my chances with a guy who's got three bullet points on his resume and then go get him help in the draft immediately. And a guy that can contribute and you can, I'm not sure bank on is the right word, but you maybe have more faith than you do in a young quarterback, which always is a 50-50 proposition, especially in year number one. When we come back, we got a lot of comments on this. We'll tell you through, take you through that. We also have some hot takes to get to. That's coming up along the way. And I did want to pass along that if you missed it, Dom Capers coming back to Jacksonville, senior defensive assistant. Kai Forbath let go. Jags are only about a couple million bucks over the cap now. So once they clear Malik and maybe a Pornell or whoever else, you know, uh, we'll see what happens uh, with their cap number as things start to uh, get set for the middle of March when the new league year begins in the NFL. Hang with us. Some hot takes and your takes on the whole full situation next on ESPN 690. The Magic Whiteboard. Careful. No lifeguard on duty for this one. I like this one. All right. Go ahead and hit it with it. Clapping is just hitting yourself because you like something true right yeah yeah i can't argue yeah they're they're playing basketball out there uh, wondering what the noise was uh yeah well you were louder than them last commercial break <sighs> i usually am oh was i really yeah you were pretty loud because that was the Did sound you of throw dunk. down a hey, dunk that, no i was sitting uh 
Antoine fadeaways actually, and I made two of them in a row. Asked Coos, he was there, he saw it. I was hot last night on the uh, uh, on Ty's Nerf hoop. Okay. I was hitting it. Sometimes when you go on the Nerf hoop with that, you know, the little hoop like we have in here, yeah. and then the the Nerf ball, which is really light. Yep. I mean, it feels like you've never shot before in your life. Sometimes it's really awkward. Well, yeah, it just doesn't feel right. But then sometimes you get in a rhythm mm-hmm. and a groove. Yep. And like I made three out of four at one time. A little flick of the wrist. Three out of four. You're really gonna break about three out of four, huh? Well, I made three out of four. That's pretty good. I, I mean, mean, I was like seventy-five percent, eighteen feet away. Okay, that's not bad. That's pretty good with a Nerf, man. That ain't bad. It's better than Ray Allen did. And then I made one the other day from the bottom of the stairs. You got to okay. go all the way down the bottom of the stairs, throw it up over, and I made one. And that took about fifteen tries. Sure, but. I'll beat you in horse, man. Uh, I feel like uh, those videos of people like shooting the crazy baskets kind of died out, huh? You don't really see a lot of those anymore. Yeah, I guess you don't see as much. Was that dude perfect? So were, I think? was it real or they was got it a edited? show, don't they? Was it real or was it know. edited? How many of them were edited? Well, I mean, here's I'm the sure thing: was, you see the one that went in. Like how many times takes. did they try? No, dude, perfect, perfect. I think they're on uh, Nickelodeon now. Like, I think they're still a thing. Kuz just knows everything. My, I tell you, my kids will watch that stuff. Like you talk about YouTube, go click yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. It's fun to watch. It's kind of mesmerizing at times. Yeah, you've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> Whatever. The I don't know. Of- they got to a point where they were like taking medicine balls and like swinging a car into it and hitting it in, and like making a like large basketball. Okay. Yeah. And Feels like, like you might run out of ideas. Yeah, it gets to like that. Like they're they're hitting a ball with a car, like half a football field to go in a basketball hoop. And it's like, all right, at this point. It reminds me, did you guys ever get into Epic Meal Time back in the day? No. Epic meal time was the biggest thing going into like training camp. My first, second year in Jacksonville, like we used to always watch in the locker room. It was basically just, just guys from Canada that would make like these crazy monstrous, just like things of food. So like if you have some free time, type in epic meal time and look up like fast food lasagna. They, they go like to McDonald's, Wendy's and everything. They buy like 500 bucks worth of fast food and make a giant lasagna out of it. Ah, very good. All right. Hey, back to some football talk. Oh, wait, i got to ask one more thing about burgers. Okay. The best one of those, the great crazy shots, Oh yeah. was the commercial with Magic and Bird. Like, that was kind of the dawn of it, when the McDonald's commercial. you got to go look it up. You guys are too was young. I, yeah, I mean, but it was, was I even born yet? Uh, I think it was Magic and Bird. It could have been Jordan and Bird. I know Bird, Bird oh, was in Oh, no, it was Jordan and Bird. Was yeah, it Jordan? yeah, yeah, it was, and it was from McDonald's, yeah. right? Like yeah. a burger or a Big Mac or yeah, something. And it's yeah. like off the window, off the... I do remember that But that, that was one. like the birth of those kind of... Uh, I'm pretty sure they were probably inspired by that yep. along the way. And then you started seeing all these crazy... Well, it wasn't like right after you started seeing the crazy shots. Social yeah, media yeah. and YouTube and all that's really the, the birth of it. But uh, to me, that was my first recollection of kind of crazy plays. Yeah, there was another one, too, with, like, Powerade, like, years later with uh, LeBron James did one where he was hitting, like, 20 half-court shots in a row. And then there's, like, a Michael Vick one where he throws out, like, out of the stadium and stuff. So, yeah, I remember those commercials. It's always fun. And it shows, for those guys, it shows off their athleticism. Well, like, yeah, it's real but, believable. Uh, yeah, it's believable, you but know, it's not true. But, I, yeah, I know, yeah, some yeah. of them. But yeah. uh, it's, uh, these guys, I still don't know if it's believable. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> how long and do they stand? We'll Has anybody ever on the Dude Perfect stuff really said, how long do they does it take to get one? Yeah. It's I'm gotta, sure there's a write-up on it or something. But days. It's ridiculous. How about this? Tom Pellicero just uh, tweet, or tweeted a while ago, I guess, uh, the Jaguars make a lot of sense as a landing spot for Nick Foles in free agency, but would they trade for him? The way they're constructed suggests they may wait this out. And Charlie Pitts just brought that up and said, hey, Brent, sounds like something I heard on the ride home, which means he was uh, probably listening to the show. And Charlie, I... It, 
I didn't get it from Tom. I'm just seeing this tweet from Tom. <laughs> but I agree with Tom. So I, I think, again, it goes back to would they trade for Foles? I think if if the Eagles franchise, I think the, the percentages of the Jags getting Foles goes way down. That's why these next two weeks are really important, I think, if you're uh, in the Foles hunt or keeping an eye on it. And I know you disagree with me a little bit. You think mm-hmm. that still could happen. Um, and, and you might be right. But I'm probably right. I mean, have the Jaguars really had a lot of success in the third round making draft picks? Actually, they, they've had some pretty good ones. Brandon Linder. Okay, that's a good um, one. Yannick Ngakwe. Okay, yeah, so they've actually had a lot of success. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think, like, obviously when the you first were, rounders Anthony aren't the, Smith. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to think that the first rounders have been kind of, eh. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, obviously. Yeah, I'm sure you could go down the list. There's probably even more, but I know those two come to mind. Linder okay. and Yannick okay. Ngakwe. So, right. Well, third, here's the deal. When it comes to the draft, the top four rounds, most GMs and staffs look at as starter potential. Correct. So if you have a, you got, you're giving up a potential starter, then to trade away for whatever you're trading away for. That's why giving up a fifth round pick is looked at. Well, okay. Or a yeah. sixth round, seventh round is obviously more of a crapshoot anyway. Yeah. Sometimes you'll cut a, if your team's good enough, you'll cut a sixth or seventh round pick. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a fifth rounder, but. That's a little bit more unusual. Uh, Josh Watson says, why do most think Jags can't make it with a rookie when they were a call away with Bortles? I take Haskins rookie over Bortles. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Here's why they don't think that. Because a lot of people discredit the Bortles and Jags AFC championship run now because of what happened last year. And we're now in the mindset of, Instead of looking at last year and saying, wow, there are all these injuries and that's why they weren't as good with Bortles, people are more like everything went perfect in 2017. That's why they got there. It was a fluke. It was a fluke. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, it's what I've said about this whole situation regarding Marone and Caldwell and Coughlin is I really don't know which one is which. And I don't think Shad Khan knows which one is which. I think – you take 2017, same group of people or similar group of people, you go to AFC Championship game. Was that the fluke? I don't know. You go next year, the next year, you go 5-11 and 11 and everybody gets hurt. Was that the fluke? Well, I think that's what 2019 is a little bit about. They're going to make the change at QB, but they kept the front office intact to say, which one was the fluke? If mm-hmm. the Jags collapse again in 2019, everybody's out. See, in my opinion, it wasn't a fluke. The If you want to call anything a fluke, it was the fact that Leonard Fournette got hurt, and that was the fluke because they they couldn't they couldn't win games without Leonard Fournette. Um, and say what you want about him, but he did lead him to that AFC Championship game that year. And this past season, he gets hurt, and what happens? Yeah, you know, they don't do that well. So is there a correlation between hey, maybe Leonard Fournette's really really important? Maybe the running game is super important? Maybe Leonard Fournette should get a little more credit for what he did that year? Maybe. Yeah, he's a hard guy to give credit to right now because he's a very unlikable character in Jacksonville. But I don't disagree with you one bit. I think people are lose sight of just how valuable and how important Fournette was to that run to the point where when we talk Watson and Mahomes and all these other guys that the Jags could have had, I just have to always remind people, and you may disagree with me, but I think more people agree than disagree, that the Jags don't go to the AFC Championship game in 17 with one of those guys. They did go with Fournette, and Fournette was a big reason why. Now, for the next 10 years, who would you rather have had? I get it. I get it. But if you enjoyed the ride to the AFC Championship game, to me, Fournette helped change this football team. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, Brent, uh, especially when it comes to the playoffs. If you can stop the run, if you can run the ball, you got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Simple as that. Yeah, stop the run, run the football. There you go. 
Uh, well, offensive coordinators, you pay attention. Well, you're not alone in thinking that. I know, but I, this I, is a day I and age where we're seeing the ball goes. Well, I'm saying down that Jags headquarters, they believe that too. Mm-hmm. But there are people across the league now that say, well, the ball's certainly going in the air a lot, and you better be able to do that. What happened to the Super Bowl? It was kind of boring. Yeah, but who won? The Patriots. What they do? They ran the ball and they stopped the run. There you go. They did. Enough said. Simple as that. Yeah. You say. Hey, uh, we always get caught up in you know the, the the passes and the numbers and the X's and O's. It's pretty simple if you ask me. If you stop the run, you run the football. You're probably gonna win. Just saying. Hey, we got hot takes on the way. Hey, Coos, you got to help me out something. I can only see some of the com- like what happens to all the old comments on Facebook and Twitter. That, that are show showing up on up the right on, side? That are on the stream on the right yeah. side? Yeah, I can see all of them. You can? Can you read a couple? Because we had some on the folds. I wanted to get them in. But uh, I can't really see them. Some of they, once more people comment, it goes away, and yeah. I don't know how to get them back. We're getting a lot of comments, huh? Yeah, we're getting a good amount of comments. People love yeah, talking a lot of people about comment, the TV situation. I can try to find them for you. What, like, Are there a specific one you're like thinking you saw that well, you wanted me to bring back to talk up? About, well, by the way, I did get Julie said don't get skunked in uh, cribbage. Uh, my mom? That's, that's my mom. Is that name. your mom? It might be my mom listening well, in. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I, I remember seeing that like an hour ago. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing now. <laughs> <laughs> mom, if you're listening, I uh, appreciate it, and I never get skunked. Come on. Brent, do you know what getting skunked means? Uh, I do. That means shut out, right? Mm, no. Not, you- not shut out. Oh, it's not shut out? It means you lose by 60 points. Oh, that's all the classification is? Yeah. It's not okay, like out. in High Low Jack, you get you beat. I don't, you I don't think you ever played. I don't think you ever played cribbage, Brent. I have. What do you think about that comment? I don't think you ever played cribbage. You play High Low Jack, you you uh, get skunked if you don't score. Oh, well, I think I found a new game uh, for Friday for us. Who's going to bring a lie detector in here and see if uh, Brent's lying oh. or not? Oh boy. Uh, Juice says thoughts on Leon Jacobs starting going forward. Well, Jacobs going to start, I think, in that in that uh, package. It's a strong guy, strong side linebacker. Yep. The thing about it is it just depends who you're playing. So, And you saw the Jags rotate that about a lot. They would sit Jacobs if they were playing a passing team, and then Ronnie Harrison might slide into that role a little bit. So it'll be. I think Jacobs is a part of this football team going forward, and he's your strong side guy. But remember, your strong side guy is playing about 30% of the time. Question for you, Brent. Did you ever, could you ever imagine Jacobs playing middle linebacker? I... Uh... I say no. Take take the Derrick Henry run out of it, okay? <laughs> Don't think about the Derrick Henry run. Everything else you know about Jacobs. I I know he's a very smart guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can handle the position. He has a size I, for it. I still think you got to be able to move in the middle. And I'm not sure. Brian Rocker begs to differ. Yeah, I know. I know. Brian Urlacher, though, is now retired and played a while. Oh, I know. But more he... and more speed this day and age. No, you need it. Oh, yeah. All right. I, so, why? You think so? You know better than me. I mean, I, I don't know, but I see him, I see his body type, I see his frame, and I see the way he plays the game. I mean, I think, I mean, the, Granny's probably never played middle linebacker, so that's obviously a problem making calls and whatnot. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. He may have to go back and check. He might have been. I mean, I don't know what he's in Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, he's yeah, been too long yeah, since yeah. he got drafted, yeah. so I don't, I don't. It's been a but year. he's a smart guy. He's intelligent enough to play the position. True. Um, I'll even go check his combine stuff and, or or wherever pro day stuff and see from I'll a speed standpoint. But I haven't looked that up, so a good question. I probably shouldn't have read it without looking it up. As a Packer fan, you can have him. You got a good one. <laughs> He's talking about Dom. Dom Capers. Capers, yeah, yeah. Packers aren't aren't hot on uh, Dom Capers. And uh, Michael Griffin says, "Oh no, Dom Capers." Uh, listen I, again. I'll say what I said about Capers. It's maybe a nice addition. 
But the, the impact not, of Capers on this whole season. He's not making the calls. It's going to be okay. It's, it's not going to be huge. When we come back, some hot takes. Some of your comments, if we find them. <laughs> I have them. You I'll do? read some of them for the hot takes. <laughs> okay, good. And I'm going to tell you something that's going to, I think, blow your mind a little bit about a college hoop game coming up. At least it did mine. Just make sure you actually tell us and don't leave the people hanging again. I am going to do it this time next on ESPN 690. All right, a lot to get to in the final 10 minutes. And, uh, by the way, you can win players' tickets on our new website, ESPN690.com. Go check it out. A pair of uh, passes to the Players' Championship, which is now just three days away. The Captain's Club at the Players. Go check it out, ESPN690.com. All you got to do is go, register, win. How about that? Oh, life is good. And easy. All right. I've got to give, deliver this. This is for Kathy. I teased it. I'm going to deliver. It's on my notes. I did players tickets <laughs> and delivered teases. So I got to make sure I do this. Just for you, Kathy. I hope you're listening again. Um, and she wanted me to give the number out two more. 362-9901. So I'm fulfilling every wish Kathy had. Uh, hopefully. But how about this? North Carolina Duke is huge. Mm-hmm. North Carolina Duke is going for Super Bowl kind of prices tomorrow night. Cameron Indoor Stadium doesn't have a lot of seats, so I get it. I'm sorry, so they're playing at Duke? Yeah, it's at Duke. You have to spend $2,500, cheapest available ticket, just shy of the $2,674 you would have paid on January 27th for the cheapest available Super Bowl ticket. That's nuts. One ticket to this week's UNC Duke game sold for $10,600. Jeez. How about the Zion Williamson factor? I mean, I mean that's, UNC Duke. That's got to be it, And right? then the Zion Williamson factor. Then you got two top ten teams, too. So um, that shocked me, though. Wow. I mean, to pay that much again in Duke's an unbelievable place. If you haven't been, you should go. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went a couple years ago. But, wow, man, 2500 bucks to get in. Someone paid $10,000 for, obviously, a good seat to go check that game out. It, it's a, I can't imagine paying that much for a ticket to go to a if game. If you're paying ten grand, you better be able to shoot some three-pointers during the game or something. <laughs> At least get a free hot dog, right? Let's go. I mean, amazing. Wow, that surprised me. All right. Hey, we had a question about Leon Jacobs, and our scouting report was bad. <laughs> so yeah. what we said was we're going to go back to what it, did it look like coming out of school as he was a seventh-round pick out of Wisconsin. Correct. And from my standpoint – he feels like he's been sold to us. Again, we didn't see a ton of Jacobs. I think he did an okay job. I mean, let's not go crazy. Some games he was inactive, but a nice job. Seventh-round pick starting. Mm-hmm. That's a good story. But from my view, he's this big guy playing the strong side against the run, which is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like from an intellectual standpoint, he picked up stuff, and I think he did a good job with that. And one scouting report did say you can mold him into probably whatever position of linebacker that you think, right? Yeah, listen, I mean, we only had like five minutes to kind of do some research here, but from what I gathered from a few different websites was one of his biggest um, attributes coming out of the combine was the fact that he can play all three positions. Because when he was in Wisconsin, he was an outside linebacker. Well, then obviously they had T.J. Watt. Uh, I think Beagle might have been there as well. So he had to kind of take the back seat to them. And then I think they, they switched him to middle linebacker and obviously got hurt and whatnot, had some injuries there. But it's a, you know it's just something to talk about. I mean, it, it kind of begs the question. Because but there was one scouting report, too, that said he's – I mean, you said he played inside and outside. Played inside but he outside. also said that he doesn't – his instincts weren't great. And, well, and well, that's this, interesting this, this because I one feel web, like – Yeah, so this was taken from the NFL Combine website. Uh, I think Steve Zerline runs that, former NFL pro scout. 
And he said one of the, the, the biggest weaknesses of Leon Jacobs coming out of college was the fact that he had trouble diagnosing, um, you know, plays and whatnot like that, which if that was the issue, then middle linebackers out of the question, yeah. you know, because that's that's one of the biggest things you have to do as a middle linebacker. But once again, this is one guy's opinion. And, and he, he ran a four four eight. Exactly. So he's got speed. And he's got strength, too. I mean, if you look at the guy. That's the thing. I, I, did, I And I said, I don't think he I don't know if he has the speed. Yeah. And I, yeah. Four, four, eight. Really four, four, good. It's got the speed. He's got the strength. But I, I wonder if he doesn't cover. Then he, he must have trouble in coverage. I mean, he's a yeah. seventh rounder. Do you see the way this guy's built? No, I know. Dude's a G.I. Joe, man. I mean, from a scouting report, depending on which one you read, you'd be like, wow, how wasn't this guy picked in like the fourth round? I think there's the injury concerns was the big thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was a late bloomer, too. Mm-hmm. He was, I, I think, because he was actually undersized, and then he <laughs> didn't play a lot of football yeah. and, and then hit the weights, and then bam. I mean, he, yeah. he looks the part. So, anyway, we had a question about Leon Jacobs, and for, uh, we hey, had to go digging deep on that one. Kuz, forget going to Orange Theory wherever you go. Just hit up Leon Jacobs, man. Ask him what he did. Cause <laughs> All right. The results uh, <laughs> speak for themselves. I remember, I remember doing talking to him about it at some point. I can't remember the exact timing, but of when, like he just bam, like he he grew and and you know once he got whether it was his early years at Wisconsin or late in high school where he really started developing, mm-hmm. and then it was like whoa, you know, totally different than what he was. Hey, uh, real quick, give us a hot take. You want a hot take or you, you want somebody? to answer well, some of the answer, questions? Yeah, we'll answer a question too in okay, our hot takes. Okay, so uh, Juice Walker posted on here, and I guess it was in reference to what you guys were talking about. With a healthy O-line and 27, what is the ceiling for the Jags? Healthy O-line and healthy Leonard Fournette, what's the ceiling? Uh, and I think that goes back to a little bit of the Foles stuff. Yeah, yeah what's, the, what's the ceiling with Foles with a healthy O-line? And Well, that doesn't... That kind of goes to Josh Watson's point, too. Whether, no matter the quarterback, if you had a healthy Fournette and a healthy O-line, that does kind of give you a reminder of 2017. Exactly. And they were a top-10 offense in 2017. I think they were a little fortunate at times to be a top-10 offense. I don't. I, and I said this all offseason after that year. There's a difference between being a good offense and a dynamic offense. So to answer his question, I think they could be a good offense. They're not going to be a dynamic offense until they get playmakers at the wideout position and the tight end position. Well, what's the cap? Is he saying like Super Bowl playoffs, Kuz? I think he just said, what's the ceiling? Yeah, okay. what's the ceiling? Yeah, Nick Foles with a healthy offensive line, a healthy Fournette. Could they have a chance? I mean, that's like saying if you put Nick Foles in the, in, on the team two years or two seasons ago. Yeah, I think they have a chance. I mean, yeah. do they go farther than Blake took him? <laughs> well, yeah, I just mean, need five minutes farther. That's it. Yeah, would, that's what I mean. You would have to say that, right? Or else why would you bring Foles here? I guess, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess you'd feel pretty good about it, is my point. Yes, you'd feel great and, about and it. About one thing I've argued all the way all this offseason is if I give you three players, an above-average QB, and I'm not talking pro bowler, I'm mm-hmm. saying an above-average QB, so that's like Foles having a year like Blake maybe did have in 17, and a wide receiver and a tight end, would you be, feel good about 2019? I think that kind of fits his question a little bit. That would feel you fantastic. Know? And you got to assume health. Mm-hmm. You just have to assume health. Another, one? Another comment on here asking if uh, I believe and I'm trying to follow the thread here. I believe he's asking if you believe Haskins is going to be another Matt Flynn or Matt Castle. Well, I mean, so he's saying a bust. I know Matt Castle had the one nice year and had a couple of moments, but he's saying a bust. Listen, what we always say, 50-50. I like Haskins. I'm not in love with Haskins like everybody else. I have two two big concerns that I, that will have to be proven before I can fall in love and say this guy is going to be the quarterback for 10 or 12 years, and I've said it before. I question his mobility a little bit, and I think that's 
in this day and age, you got to be able to move. <laughs> you you yeah. have to be. And I'm not saying you have to be able to move like Michael Vick or Kyler Murray, but you got to be able to move a little bit. And he he could at times, didn't have to as much at Ohio State, but I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I don't know what it is. And the other part is he's only got 12 games, 13 games under his belt. He needs more experience. That's That's a dangerous deal when you haven't played a lot of football, I think. He hasn't. Did that guy say Matt Flynn? Yeah. Wasn't he like a seventh-round pick from LSU? Went to Green Bay, if I'm not mistaken? He did go to Miss Green And then he got the big deal going to Seattle, though. He's talking about going to Seattle. And when he went, right, when Russell Wilson came in, yeah. he got a big deal from Seattle to be the guy, and he couldn't hold off okay, Russell Wilson. I see. Okay. So that's what he said. So saying. that's what's up with Haskins. Yeah, I mean. He's basically saying his Haskins going to be a bust. Yeah, I, I got that. Um, I mean, anybody can be a bust, but. You have to play the factors here. He's the best quarterback in in in, in the draft. Um, he's got one good year of film. He's always getting better. He's a winner. You put those attributes up, and he's better than anybody else in the in the draft this year. So you got to go with him. I don't think he's going to be a bust. I think he's going to be great. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, Sorry, it's just the whole Matt Flynn thing threw me off because well, I'm trying to compare him to a seventh yeah. round. Yeah. Let's let's hope so. Mm-hmm. If. Um, if the Jags get him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I do I do think there's a consensus here. We have no idea what the ceiling is on Haskins. Some people are through the roof on him. Mm-hmm. Again, I have some reservations, and I think everybody should on a, on a young quarterback. But we all believe he's the best one of, of the bunch. Brent, let me ask you this. If Haskins came out last year, where would you put him? With Allen, Mayfield, Rosen, Allen, Donald, Rosen. Huh, that's a good call. Uh, I think I at last year I think I had Darnold as my number one quarterback. Okay. I think I might have had Rosen at number two. I wasn't as high on Mayfield if I'm being I honestly honest. Wasn't either. Uh, so I would probably put him if I was ranking last year. If he was yeah, in that yeah, draft, course, yeah, not, not in hindsight. No, I would have probably the hindsight out of it. I would say from what I've seen, I'd probably put him maybe third, fourth, third or fourth on that list. Yeah, I don't know where kinda, I would put Allen on. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Yeah, so. Oh, that's not, yeah. I mean, those no, guys have been pretty good. They've been okay. Or they look like they could be pretty good. Yeah, yeah they've been okay. It just, you know, it goes to show you. I mean, when you're talking about this year in the quarterback class, it's just nothing. Not, not It's not knocking your socks off. All right. Jag season ticket renewals are out. Jag, Jaguars.com or actionnewsjags.com for the information. Uh, Kai Forbath released by the Jags. And also Dom Capers back in Jacksonville at 68 years old, senior defensive assistant. Make sure to check out our podcast, Action Sports Jacks, on ESPN 690. See you on TV, everybody. Have a good night. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 studios. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.